leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Welcome to Duncan Dynasty Live. I'm your host, Garrett Bouguet. Uh, We are just several minutes away from the tip of Game 2 between the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors. Of course, this is uh, pretty much a must-win for the Houston Rockets, as uh, they're a team that uh, already down 1-0 in the series, playing at home. Uh, You really can't afford uh, to go down 2-0 at home and then go on to the road, having to win four of the five remaining games three of which, again, would be in Golden State. Uh, So really a must-win for this Houston team. So uh, really exciting. Uh, I'm happy uh, to be with you all night tonight as uh, I will uh, be doing a no-commercial coverage of this ball game. Uh, The the game, of course, playing on TNT. So uh, hopefully uh, you have the ability through either cable or a streaming service to uh, access... Uh, the the channel and uh, able to watch the game with me and uh, I will be uh, providing a broadcast uh, for you so if uh, if you're not happy with uh, the broadcast that TNT provides or if you just enjoy what I do here uh, just uh, mute your mute your sound and uh, I will uh, I will carry you home the rest of the night but again thank you uh, thank you so much for tuning in again this is Duncan Dynasty live I'm your host Garrett Bouguet. Uh, I, I mentioned last week that maybe Anthony Brown would be joining us, but unfortunately uh, he fell a little ill, so uh, he is not going to be here tonight, so I'll be doing another uh, solo broadcast, but I'm very excited about this. This series, uh, you know, there's so much talent on the floor, of course, Golden State with uh, their four all-stars and Steph Durant, Clay Thompson, and uh, Draymond Green, and then Houston with, uh, you know, the likes of James Harden and Chris Paul. Uh, and, you know, with the way Capella has played these playoffs, he's really a third star for them also. Uh, so, you know, a ton of talent on the floor. And considering Kawhi Leonard missed most of this year with injuries, honestly, uh, four of probably the top five or six guys in the NBA, depending on how much you like the likes of Giannis and Anthony Davis, but four of the top, I would say, uh even if I were to give those guys the benefit of the doubt, four of the top seven players in the league are in this series in the likes of, you know, Steph, Durant, Harden, and Paul. So, you know, in terms of talent, I don't know if we've ever seen a series in the NBA with this much talent on the floor, Uh, you know, even going back to those Celtics-Lakers, you know, great matchups during the 80s. It wasn't quite this stacked. Uh, You know, the Celtics 
had Larry Bird, you know, one of the best players in the league, and the Lakers had Magic Johnson and Kareem. But Kareem, you know, he, uh, even in the, the early to mid-80s, was more like a top-10 guy. Uh, and uh, the Celtics, with as good as Kevin McHale was, was never really, I think, a, a top-five level player. So the fact that we've got so many guys in that like pretty much surefire top-10 in the NBA in 2018 all on the same floor is really exciting. Uh, looking at uh, you know what Houston has to do in this game two to really uh, you know to tie this series and and perform a little bit better than they did in game one, I think a lot of it comes down to the defensive end of the floor. Uh, all season long, they did a great job of uh, their switching style defense, which I thought would have prepared them pretty well for this series where you have to switch a lot against the Warriors. But they were, uh, you know, miscommunicating quite a bit in that uh, in that game one, allowing the Warriors to get a lot of easy uh, easy buckets near the basket. Also gave Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant a lot of wide open looks, uh, and a lot of those came in in their transition as well. So the transition D for Houston's got to be a lot better. The switching and the communication in the half court has got to be, uh, you know, improved drastically. And you know, James Harden. I understand he's got, you know, a giant uh, load to carry on the offensive end of the floor, uh, but he's got to be significantly better effort-wise on the defensive end. He got blown by on numerous possessions. He got beat back door for numerous layups. Uh, just caused a, a lot of problems for that Rockets defense. And, and frankly, against the Warriors, you've got to be locked in playing great defensive basketball to slow them down. Otherwise, they've got too much talent. They're going to outscore you. So it'll, it'll be crucial for the Rockets to really step up on the defensive end of the floor. And offensively, they're going to need a little bit more production from the likes of Mba Mute and P.J. Tucker and even a Chris Paul. Uh, they need, and, you know, Eric Gordon. Their role players are going to have to produce to take a little bit of that, again, that uh, pressure off of James Harden so that he doesn't feel like he needs to, uh, you know, to do everything on the offensive end. So it's uh, it's going to be a very exciting game to watch. Uh, the uh, the Warriors, of course, even if they lose this game, still in pretty good position. They got the split, even if they lose. Uh, but they're probably going to go for uh, for the dagger blow here and try to take a commanding 2-0 lead going back home. And if that happens, got to imagine that uh, uh, you know the Warriors are are the heavy favorites in this one as uh, we're we're looking at the starting lineups here. I'm going to pause this uh, pause my feed temporarily just in case I'm ahead of any of you. Uh, that way, uh, if you're trying to synchronize the broadcast with me, we can uh, hopefully figure that out. Uh, but uh, right now I'm looking at Chris Paul, and he is uh, putting a little powder on his hands and uh, jumping on the floor mat there. Looks like uh, the Warriors uh, wearing their... All white uniforms with the uh, blue and yellow trim. Rockets in, in all black. And it uh, looks like the crowd is going uh, with a red out. Pretty much everybody in red for this, uh, again, crucial, crucial game too. Looking at the starting lineups here now on TNT as uh, uh, Kevin Durant and Andre Iguodala are the forwards. Draymond Green at center. Curry and Thompson at the guard spots. For the Rockets, Capella and is at the center position, Ariza and Tucker at the forwards, and Harden and Paul at the guards. Uh, no changes from the starting lineups of Game 1 as we are underway as the Golden State Warriors will be going from left to right here in this opening quarter. Steph Curry dribbles it along the left sideline, throws it up to Draymond Green. Green dribbling with his left hand, drives into the paint, a dish off to Thompson, baseline, 15-footer is good. 
Another open look for Clay Thompson. He had plenty of those in game one. Harden throws it right wing to Ariza up top to Capella. Capella guarded by Green. He'll dribble left, hands it off to Paul. Paul finds Capella on the block, but it's stolen away by Thompson. Picked up Iguodala. He'll dribble it down, throws it left wing. Steph Curry, three ball off the front of the rim, no good. Rebound Capella. He'll hand it to Harden. Harden jogs it up into the front court, dribbles over to the right wing, thinks about the shot, now will dribble over to the top of the key. He's got to switch with Durant now. He gets a screen from Capella. He'll drive left of the paint. Step back jumper from the left elbow is way off the mark and out of bounds to the Warriors. So a little bit of a shaky start here, a turnover and then an air ball in the first two possessions for the Rockets. As here is Golden State, Curry throws it up top to Green. Green right wing to Durant. Durant guarded by Ariza. Looking over the defense now will drive left. Ariza pokes the ball away, picks it up. He dribbles over the timeline, gets to the left wing, drives into the paint, tries to put it up over. Durant has the ball poked away, but there is a foul. So Ariza will go to the line for two. Good defense there, pressuring the uh, the ball handler in Durant, able to poke that away and then draw the foul on the other end. Ariza, of course, in that game one, uh, you know, kind of screwed up Houston's rotation a little bit. He was in foul trouble throughout the ball game. Uh was able to uh, finish the game without fouling out, but I had to sit for, uh, you know, segments of that of that first half and uh, early segments of that third quarter as the first free throw is up and in. A lot of people were complaining about uh, Houston's offense in that game one, and I really didn't uh, see much of a problem. Of course, Houston runs a lot of pick and roll, and the Warriors known for switching, and frankly, against the switch, uh, once you've run the pick and roll and get the mismatch, attacking that in isolation is is generally the way to way to go. And the Rockets have been good at isolation all season long. Durant with a basketball after Houston ties the game at two. He's at the top of the key, guarded by Capella, dribbles left, pulls up from 13 feet, no good. Rebound Capella, Harden finds Ariza, breaking down the lane, puts it up and in off the glass with the right hand. So Trevor Ariza leaking out in transition, gets an easy bucket, and he's got all of Houston's four points. Here's Clay Thompson on the right side, and the ball goes off of him out of bounds. Another turnover for the Warriors. So Houston on a little bit of a, a run here as they've got the basketball. Chris Paul will walk it into the front court. We'll throw it right side to Harden. Harden awaiting a screen from Capella. Now guarded by Green. He throws the lob to Capella, but Clay Thompson there to break it up. Picked up by Curry. Curry dribbling down the left wing up to the top of the key now. Throws it right side, and that one was a miscommunication with Clay Thompson. That one's thrown out of bounds. Thompson was coming towards him. Curry thought he was going to stay on the wing. And again, Houston with a basketball now. Paul running it up. Dribbles over to the right wing. Finds Capella inside. A jump hook. That one's short. Thompson on the defense there as Capella not able to convert. Here's Curry with the ball. Left wing throws it to the left corner to Durant. He'll drive baseline around Harden. Lays it up with a right hand. Again, another blow by against the likes of James Harden on defense. We saw plenty of that in that game one win for the Warriors. Here's Paul in the corner, hands it off Ariza. His three is no good, and we've got an offensive foul as Chris Paul shielded off Draymond Green uh, trying to screen to free up Ariza and did it illegally. One thing I've already noticed from Houston's offensive uh, game plan is maybe to try to to uh, emphasize Capella if he gets a mismatch on the inside. He wasn't able to convert on his, his first opportunity there. As the Warriors throw the ball on the right side to Durant on the block, he turns around and shoots right over the likes of Chris Paul, and he gives the Warriors a 6-4 to lead, 9.20 to go in the first. James Harden to the ball, top of the key, guarded by Clay Thompson, dribbling with his right hand. Now will crossover, goes between the legs, drives left of the paint, puts it up and in off the glass. James Harden 
with the shifty move there, getting all the way to the bucket, and we're knotted up at six. As we hit the nine-minute mark of this opening quarter, again, Warriors throwing it right side on the block to Durant, guarded by Paul. He'll spin baseline, fakes, and gets fouled. P.J. Tucker came over to double-team, uh, but that shot fake from Durant got uh, got some space, and he was able to draw the contact. A couple of times in transition, we've seen Chris Paul having to just, uh, you know, match up with Durant, which... Of course, Durant with a huge size advantage there, able to just shoot right over the top. And uh, that's a big foul as Chris Paul has picked up his second. Although for Houston, you know, Chris Paul usually comes out pretty early on uh, in the first quarter. Is uh, That's their way of staggering Paul and Harden's minutes. Paul usually plays about the first five minutes of the first quarter and then takes a rest as Durant's first free throw is uh, up and in, lining up his second now. And that one's up and good. So 8-6, to six, Golden State with a two-point lead. Here comes Harden with the basketball for the Warriors. Will drive left of the paint. Gets all the way to the basket and lays it up and in. Kind of went away from the screen there. Durant was expecting him to go towards it. And uh, Harden getting the step and getting all the way to the rim. Tied at 8 here as the Warriors swing the ball to Curry. Left wing drives past Harden. Gets under the hoop. Finds Iguodala. Iguodala kicks it out. Draymond Green top of the key. Three, no good. Rebound Ariza. Ariza will walk it up into the front court himself. Pulls up from three from deep. No good. Rebound, Steph Curry. Ariza found himself open, but he was a couple steps behind the three-point line. Again, the Warriors with the basketball. Curry, top of the key, drives on Capella, gets left of the paint. Reverse layup with the right hand on the other side of the rim. Put it up and in. Nice job by Curry, realizing Capella was trying to get the block from behind. Here comes Paul. He throws it into Ariza. Ariza tries to find a cutting Capella. Draymond Green with the deflection, and then as Ariza picked up the ball in the corner, he is fouled by Curry. Yeah, beautiful move by Curry using that rim as protection. Looked like he was going to go up for the left-handed layup and then switched it to the right hand at the last instance. Golden State with a 10-8 lead, eight minutes to go here in this opening quarter. Capella with the ball throws it right wing to Harden. Harden guarded by Green, 10 on the shot clock. Harden dribbling with his right hand. Dribbles now towards the top of the key. Now will pull up from three and hit it. James Harden continues his hot shooting. He was on fire throughout game one in the losing effort. The Rockets retake a one-point lead as Clay Thompson on the right wing throws into the corner to Green. On the cut to Thompson. Ball poked away as Harden got his hands on it. Goes off of Thompson's knees and out of bounds to Houston. That time Harden playing a little bit better defense there. Stopping that cut. Harden now with the ball again on the top of the key. Gets the switch with Draymond Green. Now dribbling with his left hand. Has the ball poked away. Picks it back up. 12 on the shot clock now. Still isolating. Going between the legs. Gets to the left of the lane. Now stopped by Green. Drives towards the baseline and has the ball poked out of bounds by Iguodala with 6 on the shot clock. Great defense there uh, from from Draymond Green as they're showing a really interesting stat as James Harden had one more dribble than Curry, Durant, and Thompson did combined. Ball inbounded to Chris Paul, left corner, throws it out. Ariza fakes the three. A beautiful Euro step move, gets to the basket, and lays it up with the left hand. Was able to avoid the likes of Clay Thompson, who was looking to take the charge. 13 to 10 now. Houston's lead is three. Here's a pass inside for Curry, stolen by Chris Paul. Paul pushing it down, finds Eric Gordon. Back to Paul, wide open three from the top. No good. Rebound Capella. He'll put it up, and he is fouled. So Clint Capella will get to the free throw line. Chris Paul getting a wide-open look there, not able to convert, but uh, Clint Capella had his back and uh, 
We'll go to the free throw line. Looks like we're going to have our first timeout with 6.52 to go in the first quarter. 13-10 to 10 Houston as we're heading to commercial right now. Again, this is Duncan Dynasty. I'm your host, Garrett Bouguet. Hopefully you're, uh, you're enjoying the broadcast so far. Uh, I'll be talking uh, throughout uh, the commercials here on uh, my thoughts, not only on this series, but also on the, uh, the other series in the Eastern Conference, the Eastern Conference Finals between uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Boston Celtics. Of course, Boston leading that series now 2 to nothing uh, as uh, they're headed back to Cleveland, where we could have the exact opposite in this series where uh, the lower-seeded team uh, potentially in Golden State could steal both on the road and then head home. So uh, either way, it, it appears like Golden State and Boston have the early advantage in terms of uh, potentially advancing to the finals. Uh, and uh, that would be interesting because I think uh, most people prior to the season would have just expected that uh, it would have been Cavs Cavs Warriors Part 4. Uh, that was pretty much everybody's guess. Uh, but uh, I will not only talk about those couple of series, but uh, at halftime, I, uh, I thought I'd go into it a little bit different uh, subject, another media-related uh, topic. Uh, you know, we're, we're about midway through May now, so we're close to the midway point of the year, so I thought I'd throw out my top 12 movies I've seen so far uh, in the year 2018. Uh, if you haven't followed me on, uh, on Facebook over the last couple of years, I've done a, uh, a movies of the year list. Uh, where I, I track all the movies that I watch and, and rate them in order. Uh, and uh, so, you know, I've seen quite a few movies already here in 2018, and of course there's still plenty of more great movies I'm sure to come uh, in, the, in the next six or seven months. Uh, but I thought I'd uh, just break down my top 12 that I've seen uh, so far from January through, through May here of this year. Uh, but uh, again, this is Duncan Dynasty, D-U-N-K-I-N, Dynasty, D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y. That's two words. Uh, if you haven't yet, I'd love if you could uh, subscribe to our show. Uh, we're on iTunes, uh, so um, if you can subscribe on there, that's that's a great way to uh, to help grow our, our brand and our show. And uh, Of course, if you could give us a rating on there as well, that'd be, that'd be uh, really great as well. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, uh, Duncan Dynasty is a show that uh, Anthony Brown and myself, Garrett Bouguet, uh, have, uh, have been doing this entire NBA season. We started in early October, uh, and we've done a variety of topics, including uh, you know breaking down the LeBron James-Michael Jordan argument, uh, discussing how the, the sport of basketball and uh, the NBA in particular has changed uh, throughout the years and throughout the history of the NBA since it uh, began in the, in the late 40s. Uh, we, we've talked about the NBA 2K series. If you're a video game fan, uh, we've, uh, we've broken down uh, related NBA what-ifs. Uh, we've gone over our top 25 current players in the NBA and also the top 25 players of all time on each of our lists. Uh, so, yeah, if you haven't listened to any of our previous content, I urge you to do that. We've got some really good stuff, and, uh, you know, it's also pretty timeless, uh, you know, doesn't matter that we recorded a couple months ago where most of our topics were trying to make it so that uh, it's enjoyable to, to listen to whenever you get the opportunity. Uh, and uh, of course, during these playoffs, we've mostly uh, resorted to the, uh, the live broadcast just uh, because, you know, that's what people are doing, especially uh, once we've gotten to this stage of the playoffs where there's usually about just one game a night. Uh, it's fun to, uh, to get an opportunity to, to experience the games with you guys as we are back now in Capella. Missed, uh, missed the first free throw. Second one is up, and no good. Rebound Iguodala, and the Warriors have the ball, still trailing by three. 
Again, Golden State going from left to right in this opening quarter. Iguodala hands it off to Thompson at the top. Thompson throws it right side to Green, looking inside for Durant. Good denial from Ariza. Durant finally gets some room, and then uh, Ariza is going to be called for the foul. Looked like Ariza, at least originally, did a good job of uh, denying that entry pass, but uh, maybe got a little bit too physical for the ref's liking there. As Kavon Looney checking into the ballgame for Golden State. He's a guy that Houston certainly looked to attack often in Game 1 with, uh, with some decent success as well. Steph Curry with the ball at the top of the key, guarded by Eric Gordon, gets a screen from Looney, now gets the switch with Capella. Curry crosses over, gets past Capella, gets all the way to the hoop, lays it up with the left hand and in over the outstretched arms of the Rockets' center. And that's a 13-12 lead for the Rockets. It's down to one. Here's Harden right corner, and Ba Mute has his shot blocked by Green, picks it back up, gets into the paint, kicks it out to Gordon. Gordon left wing gets in, puts it up, off the glass, no good, fight for the rebound, and it'll be off of Durant. It will remain with Houston. That was kind of a funny uh, play there as Green able to block Mbamute's shot. And uh, Mbamute did not know where the ball was, and the ball bounced right next to him. He was able to come up with it. As the inbound is to Mbamute, but he misses the layup. He missed quite a few layups in that game one, and that was a concern for the Rockets as uh, they need him to uh, at least make the defense respect him on this end. The Warriors are trying to throw it into Durant, and James Harden deflects it out of bounds. It will remain with uh, with Golden State with 13 on the shot clock. And Bamute, of course, suffering that shoulder injury on the final day of the regular season, a dislocated shoulder, and he's uh, he's shown concern about uh, actually going up and dunking because that's actually how he hurt it. Durant with a beautiful crossover gets past Harden and gets all the way to hoop, lays it up and in. Again, a blow by against the likes of James Harden, although that was a beautiful crossover. Here's Eric Gordon with the ball for Houston. Now trailing by one against Golden State. It's 14-13. to 13. Warriors up one. Five and a half to go in this first. James Harden on the right wing. Guarded by Curry. Drives left. Gets into the paint. Does a Euro step around. And the ball is deflected up in the air. Picked up by Capella. The shot clock was reset as Harden has the ball now. Top of the key. Guarded by Durant. He's looking inside for Capella. And he's going to be called for an offensive foul. As he tried to get post position against the likes of Curry. But kind of just barged right through him. Again, that's something, uh, you know, Houston has uh, has tried to do to try to maybe, you know, give a little bit more variety to their offenses, try to feature Capella in the block, but so far they're 0 for 2 on that uh, on those attempts. Durant with the ball for the Warriors, top of the key, gets a screen from Green, now gets Harden switched out on him, over on the right wing now. Driving right, gets to the baseline, fadeaway jumper, tapped up and in by Kevon Ludi, a beautiful play on the weak side. And the Warriors' lead is now up to three, 16-13. So again, Houston going on a little bit of a cold stretch here, and the Warriors taking advantage. Ball inbounded to James Harden. Last six possessions, uh, Rockets 0 for 5 and a turnover. Harden with the ball, tries to find a cutting Ariza at the free throw line, throws it left corner, Eric Gordon three ball, that one's good. So Eric Gordon... With a big shot, they need him to play well to to win this series. Curry up top to Durant, throws it right side. Clay Thompson finds a cutting Draymond, throws the lob to Looney, and he dunks it home. Beautiful offensive basketball there from the Warriors. And they retake the lead at 18-16. 4.22 to go in the first quarter. Here's Harden, gets a screen from Capella, gets all the way to the hoop, lays it up and in over the likes of Looney. Just kind of bullied Looney out of the way. 
And we are all knotted back up at 18. Here's Clay Thompson. Fakes the three. Drives right around Harden. Gets to the hoop. Not able to finish, though. Capella with some pretty good help side defense. Here's Harden on a four on three. We'll pull up for three. That one's no good. Rebound. Tipped out. Picked up by Ariza. Ariza gets into the right corner. A beautiful pass inside to Mbamute. But another missed layup. Picked up by Curry. Curry now with a three on two. Crosses over, but Harden pokes it away. But he's called for the foul. So Luke Richard and Baumute, again, he's so crucial to this team's success, the Rockets, especially on the defensive end, uh, but they need him to start just easily converting these easy opportunities. I mean, uh, you know, missed layups are really going to kill you, and that also uh, those opportunities that you miss then leads to a transition uh, play the other way for Golden State, and they're able to draw the foul. Capella taking a rest now. Capella only played 30 minutes uh, in game one, and certainly that's something that uh, I think Houston's got to, you know, there's been issues with his conditioning in the past, but they've got to play him as many minutes as possible that he can can, uh, uh, capably do. As the miss from Durant on the fadeaway, rebound by the Rockets. Here's Harden with the basketball, gets a screen from Tucker, now dribbling over to the left wing. Now he's got Looney on him, 13 on the shot clock. Dribbling with his right hand, dribbles over to the top of the key. Still looking over the defense. Six on the shot clock. Not really doing anything. Now we'll settle for a step back three. That one's way short. Rebound Curry. Those are the kind of possessions that the Rockets can't afford as Curry takes a step in three. That one's no good. Rebound Gerald Green. He throws it to Gordon. Right wing to Joe, or to, excuse me, to Trevor Ariza. Ariza back to Gordon. Guarded by Looney. Going between the legs. He'll fire a three. And that one's good. So the second three-pointer for Eric Gordon. And the Rockets lead it by three once again as we're under the three-minute mark here in the first period. Curry with the basketball, guarded by Gerald Green now. Now we have a timeout by the Warriors with uh, 2.54 to go in the first quarter. The Rockets uh, lead it 21-18. Going to take a look at uh, some of the stats here in the early going, see if there's anything that uh, is uh, sticking out to me. Uh, We've got Kevin Durant with eight points on three of six shooting. Uh, Steph Curry with four on two for four from the field. Uh, And Kevon Looney doing a decent job off the bench, especially on the offensive end. He's two for two, uh, including that uh, that putback he had just a moment ago for four points. Uh, For the Rockets, uh, we've got James Harden with nine, again getting off to another solid start, four for eight from the field, one for three from downtown. Uh, and Trevor Ariza being a little bit more aggressive than we saw him in Game 1. Uh, he's uh, he's already got six points on two for three uh, from the field. And Eric Gordon also with six points, two for three from the field, and two for two from downtown. He's a plus five here in his first uh, six minutes on the floor. And again, Luke Richard and Bamute, a guy to look out for. Uh, he is so crucial to, the, to uh, Houston being able to limit Golden State uh, offensively, that uh, you know they just need him to occasionally hit a three and hit some hit some layups when they present themselves. And so far, he has missed a lot of easy opportunities. He's over three uh, from the field. So you know that shoulder injury for Mbamute is certainly a factor. And uh, I I thought it was uh, pretty dumb on behalf of the Rockets to be playing any meaningful players in that final regular season game. It was a uh, you know, it was a point. It was a meaningless game. Uh, the Rockets had uh, secured the the one seed. Uh, you know, even a weeks prior to that final game, uh, and you know it. 
it's kind of coming back to bite him that uh, he suffered that shoulder injury and maybe isn't willing to uh, dunk the basketball. Uh, that is uh, that is a major concern for them because again, without him, I just don't think they have quite enough defensive talent. Uh, the war the that's what makes the Warriors so special though is that uh, they have uh, some of their best players uh, are, are two way guys. Clay Thompson, Durant uh, are are a couple of guys that are are great on both ends, and then you know of course Draymond Green. Very versatile offensively, but then really rock solid on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, so, you know, Houston, I think you've got to stick with Mbamute, even though he's missing these layups. They just need him. They they need him to uh, to limit Golden State enough that they can win these games. The Warriors' defense is good enough that I don't think the Rockets are just going to consistently be able to outscore them. Uh, they're going to need to win a game or two in this series uh, if they want to advance the NBA Finals uh, through their defense. Uh, the best teams in the league are generally teams that, uh, you know, are top five in both offense and defense and, and can win games a variety of different ways, whether that's one game where you shoot the lights out and outscore your opponent or another game where it's a real slugfest and you're able to, uh, you know, make enough stops on the defensive end of the floor. But uh, we are uh, we are back now. We're looking at a Burger King logo on the TNT uh, screen here as we're getting an overhead view of Toyota Center in Houston. As Steph Curry will inbound it on the near sideline. We'll get it into Looney. He'll hand it off to Iguodala over right wing to Curry. Curry gets a screen. We'll pull up for three. That one's short. Rebound, Paul. Paul will find Gordon on the left sideline. He'll dribble up to the wing. We'll fake the three, draws the foul on Durant, and will get to the free throw line. Durant complaining about the call, but I think that one appeared to be a foul. He got him up in the air. He did jump, uh, you know, slightly to the side, which uh, bothers me a little bit. You know, it's it's not a natural necessarily, a natural motion, but... Durant uh, didn't, I think, get enough to the side of Gordon to really, uh, you know, be too upset about that uh, that shooting foul. The other thing is, did Gordon, he stepped in, so it looks like it's going to be two shots. A lot of times you'll see that when guys are trying to draw the shooting foul from the three-point line, that they, they step in to create the contact, and and in doing so, make it a two-point attempt. It's the first free throw is up and in. Rockets lead it 22-18, to 2.40 to go here in the opening quarter. Durant still complaining to the referees. The Warriors uh, do quite a bit of uh, complaining and whining, if you've watched them this season. Durant and uh, Draymond Green, a couple of the league leaders in technical foul calls. As he knocks down both free throws, and it's a five-point lead for the Rockets. Iguodala with the ball. Throws it left side to Looney. Looney guarded by Tucker being pressured out there. Throws it right side. Curry onto the block to Durant. Durant guarded by Gordon. Gets double teamed. Throws it cross court. Nick Young left corner three as there's going to be a foul. It looks like Iguodala is going to be called for the personal as he was trying to free up Nick Young along that left corner and committed an illegal screen. Yeah, that seems to be a good call as he just came up behind Chris Paul and kind of just shoved him out of the way. Looks like uh, Sean Livingston about to check in for the Dubs. Chris Paul will inbound it to Eric Gordon. 
And he'll get it back to CP3. He'll walk it into the front court. He'll get a screen from Ariza. Now gets Iguodala guarding him. Dribbling over on the left wing. Now gets a screen from Tucker. Will cross over. Gets into the paint. Throws it right corner. Ariza, he fakes the three. Kicks it back out to Paul. Four on the shot clock. His three is no good. Tucker fighting for the rebound, but it's picked up by Looney. Looney gets it to Livingston. Livingston dribbles down the right sideline. Finds Iguodala on the right block. Guarded by Paul. He'll fade away over the right shoulder. That one's no good. Fight for the rebound. It's going to be off of Golden State and Houston basketball. That was a real great contest there from Iguodala on that three last three-point attempt from uh, Paul. As the Rockets in possession, 140 to go in the first, leading by five. Paul dribbling over to the right wing, hands it off to Gordon. Gordon will take another deep three. That one rattles out. Fight for the rebound. Looks like it was off of Capella, and it will go to Golden State. Capella disagreeing, but it appeared that he got his paw on it. Steph Curry with the basketball now guarded by Gordon. Dribbling with his left hand, now dribbling with his right over to the right wing. Gets a screen from Livingston. Now guarded by Gerald Green on the switch. Crosses over, gets to the free throw line. Throws it right corner. Iguodala three ball. That one's long. Rebound Looney. He kicks into the corner to Curry. Throws it left wing. Nick Young. Sidestep three. No good. Rebound CP3. He'll push the tempo for the Rockets. A beautiful pass into Tucker on tra- in the transition break. And he is fouled by Livingston. Livingston arguing that uh, P.J. Tucker used his off arm to fend off the defender. And to be honest, that's kind of what it appeared like to me from, uh, from the angle I saw alive. Warriors bench not happy with that decision. Tucker will shoot two. Tucker, I believe, will just one point in that game. Game one loss as he misses the first free throw. He got fouled on a three-pointer by Draymond Green early in that contest, made one of the three free throws, and that was it for his uh, scoring output. Tucker's second free throw is good. So Houston's lead now 24-18 as we approach a minute to go here in the first. Curry dribbling along the left sideline, throws it up top to Livingston. Livingston dribbling with his right hand, dribbling over to the right wing, finds Looney under the basket. He loses the basketball. Tucker on the floor, picks it up, hands it to Paul. There's a three-on-one for the Rockets. He finds Gerald Green along the right sideline, and he slams it home with the right hand. Beautifully executed break there. Another turnover for the Warriors. They've had quite a few here, which has really been a killer for them here in the opening quarter. I believe that's seven turnovers now for Golden State, and the Rockets on a 10-0 run. Curry with the basketball, 38 on the game clock, 15 on the shot clock. He'll get a screen from Looney. Dribbling now gets a switch against Capella. Will drive past him, gets to the bucket. A beautiful shot fake, puts it up and in off the glass, plus the foul. You've seen a lot of that uh, in these playoffs. You know, the floor is spread, a lot of spacing on the floor, and guys are able to just beat their man, get under the basket, do that little shot fake, uh, get those guys to kind of fly by and then finish the play. Curry doing that excellently there. Free throw is up and good. Also uh, able to convert on the two-for-one as there's about a five-second differential as the Rockets' lead is down to five. Paul will uh, walk it into the front court. Looks like he's going to take his time here, try to run the clock down quite a bit. Again, uh, Golden State should get another opportunity barring a foul or an offensive rebound. 
Paul with five on the shot clock, guarded by Looney, drives past and puts it up off the glass, can't get it. Rebound Curry, here's six on the game clock, he's pushing the tempo, gets to the top of the key, three ball, that one's long. Rebound Green, and that will be the end of the opening quarter. With the score, the Houston Rockets 26, the Golden State Warriors 21. That's, uh, you know, a very good performance from Houston, especially on the defensive end in this one. Uh, not as many breakdowns, especially from Harden, that I noticed, although he got beat a couple of times. Uh, but uh, certainly, that's the kind of quarter Houston needs to play, occasionally able to slow down the, the Warriors' offense uh, to try to uh, to try to even up this series. Uh, so now that we're on to a commercial, I'll uh, talk a little bit about my thoughts of the other series. Of course, we've got the Cleveland Cavaliers against the, uh, the Boston Celtics. Uh, I picked the Cavs to win that series in six. Uh, it's looking like that's probably not going to happen. Not saying the Cavs can't come back to win, but if they do, my guess would it would be in seven. Uh, hard hard to see from the, those first two games. The Cavs are just going to completely switch the tide and win the next four. But uh, you know, Boston has has been excellent. Uh, you know the the reason you know I haven't really picked Boston in really any of their series uh, so far in the Eastern Conference is uh, I just thought that their offense for the most part, just didn't have enough firepower. Uh, but, you know, they've completely proven me wrong, and it's it's in large part just because all of their players have played at a level that just uh, has really surprised me. You know, uh, Jalen Brown uh, in last playoffs at times looked decent, but at other times looked unplayable. And Brad Stevens didn't really rely on him too much. Uh, you know, at, at oftentimes he would sit him in key moments. Uh, he just wasn't ready. But in year two, Jalen Brown has been absolutely terrific, doesn't appear to be afraid of the moment at all. Uh, it really seems like he learned a lot of lessons from last year uh, and, uh, you know, really worked hard this season to not only with his skill set, but uh, mentally he seems a lot more prepared as well. And he's been excellent, uh, you know, attacking in transition, knocking down open threes, uh, taking advantage of mismatches when he gets a switch and guarded by the likes of a Kyle Korver or even, you know, in the Philadelphia series like a J.J. Redick or a Marco Bellinelli. Uh, Jalen Brown has been fantastic. Uh, the biggest surprise has got to be Jason Tatum. I mean, the guy averaged about 24 points a game on 53% shooting in the Philadelphia series. I mean, just unreal numbers for a rookie, a guy that's, uh, you know, just 19 years old. It's uh, it's it's really amazing what he has accomplished and the confidence uh, that he has. He's not afraid of the moment whatsoever. Uh, and, you know, he's hitting shots that are just unbelievable. Step-back threes, uh, really crazy contested mid-rangers. Uh, he, you know, he's got, uh, he's got a lot of tools. And, you know, watching him this season, I certainly believed that he was going to be a good player in a couple of years. But the fact that uh, he has grown this much this season and uh, is already... A, a really solid basketball player uh, is uh, is really impressive, and uh, the Celtics fans have to be really excited about that. Of course, Terry Rozier has been wonderful as well for the Celtics. Uh, you know, he's played a lot better at home than he has on the road, but they've been undefeated at home with him playing at that level. Again, being confident, knocking down shots as we're back from commercial now. We're seeing co- Ford coach's corner. Uh, the, uh, you know, Rogier has been really confident, not only knocking down the open threes if the def- if the defender goes under the screen, but attacking the basket and using his athleticism 
uh, not only in the half court, but in transition as well. And Al Horford has been miraculous. This has easily been his best playoffs. So just everybody on Boston has been has been wonderful. As uh, we're back now, as the Rockets have the basketball, as uh, Gordon drives into the paint, kicks it right corner. There's a P.J. Tucker three. That one's good. As uh, the Rockets now lead it 29-21. to That's a big shot for Tucker, of course. The Warriors, uh, you know, going to play off of him a little bit and try to make him beat him, but... Green has done a good job of uh, contesting some of those shots as well. Livingston with the ball on the left side. Dribbling, guarded by Green, throws into the block to West. West guarded by Eric Gordon. His shot off the glass, no good. Just shot it right over the top of him. Here's Houston. Here's Chris Paul. Hands it off. Gerald Green, a tough three along the right side. That one's no good. And the Warriors have it back. This is a key segment of the game that uh, the Warriors kind of won in game one where Steph Curry and Durant are both off the floor. The, the Rockets really got to win these segments as uh, they've got Chris Paul in a pretty good lineup out there. Here's Thompson in the right corner, fakes the three, gets into the paint, finds David West under the basket, and he slams it home. 29-23, the Rockets lead is six. Paul coming back in transition, throws it left corner, Tucker three. That one rattles out, rebound Thompson. Thompson will push it for Golden State. Fast-paced tempo to start this second period. Here's Nick Young. He throws it up top to Green. Back right wing, Nick Young, three. That's good. Again, another miscommunication from the Rockets' defense as Nick Young, uh, off of the pass, was able to keep moving and get over to the right side and be wide open uh, for that three ball. That's the Warriors' first three-pointer made in the in the game thus far. Chris Paul throws it right side to Eric Gordon, guarded by David West. He'll cross over. West able to poke the ball away, but it is a foul on West, I believe. Uh, as, again, Gordon trying to cross over West, uh, swiping across his body to get that basketball. So here's Chris Paul with the ball, dribbling with his left hand, dribbles over to the left wing, guarded by Thompson. Seven on the shot clock now. Again, isolating. We'll step back for three. That one's good. So CP3 nailing a, a big-time shot, and the Rockets lead back up to six. 9.50 to go here in the first half. Green walking it into the front court, guarded by Tucker. Picks up his dribble, throws it right side to Young. Young looking into the post to David West. Houston playing no big, so West with a little bit of a mismatch here. He'll dribble into the paint, a little turnaround jumper over Paul, no good, but a couple of Rockets can't come up with a rebound, and Livingston grabs it. He'll pull it back out, throws it up top to Green. Green finds West, again guarded by Gerald Green. He throws it right side. Thompson fakes the three, drives into the paint. His runner off the glass, no good, a rebound Gerald Green. He'll hand it off to Paul. Paul on the right sideline will drive into the paint. A beautiful dish off to Capella. He lays it up with the left hand, plus the foul. That's the kind of uh, CP3 play that uh, the Rockets need more of, just being aggressive, getting into the paint, drawing help, and then with a beautiful dish to Capella as he's able to finish it over David West, who was trailing from behind in transition. So Capella will get one more to try to extend the Rockets' lead to nine with uh, 9.14 to go here in the second quarter. As James Harden... Checking back into the ballgame for the Rockets after getting a little bit of a break. Uh, he comes out, you know, with uh, two or three minutes left to go in the first quarter. So he got about a six-minute rest there. Wouldn't, uh, you know, wouldn't have hated if, uh, you know, D'Antoni would have let him even get a couple of more minutes of rest 
just knowing that uh, his team's got an eight-point cushion. Uh, the, the more rest you can get for Harden, the better probably, given that uh, you know he's got to bring it on both ends uh, in this series. As uh, Capella knocking down the free throw, here's the Warriors back on the other end. Here's Durant on the left wing. Durant just checked in at the last timeout as well. Uh, Livingston on the right corner throws it up top to Thompson. Thompson guarded by Capella. He'll drive past him, kicks it out. Draymond Green bobbles the pass, hands it back to Thompson. Thompson gets doubled inside to Green. He has the ball poked away, picked up by Paul. They've got a four on two. Paul hands it back to Harden. He'll fake the three. Green getting back just in time. He'll drive past him, though, hands it off to Tucker. Tucker inside, fakes the shot, hands it back to Harden. Harden left corner will fire the three and nail it over the outstretched arms of Draymond Green. A beautiful shot there, and the Rockets' lead is 12, and the Warriors will take time. So in game one, when uh, Steph Curry and Durant were off the floor, the Warriors won that battle. In game two, as we head to commercial now, uh, in game two, uh, the Rockets able to take advantage, and that actually uh, led to Steve Kerr bringing Durant in probably a little bit earlier than he would have wanted uh, but, uh, you know, a good sign for Houston, able to take advantage. And, and David West, you know, that, that's an interesting matchup, too, where the Rockets play no bigs, and David West is the big for the Warriors. Uh, Golden State tried to get him on the block a couple of times, but he was not able to convert. Uh, so, you know, if he's not able to take advantage on the offensive end, uh, you know, I don't know if David West is really worth having out there. They may have to, to switch that up. You know, a guy that I think Golden State should consider in terms of in terms of big man is Jordan Bell. I think he's a guy that's capable of being a switch defender. Uh, he can catch lobs on the offensive end. Uh, you know, he's a good rebounder. I think, uh, you know, he is, uh, you know, looked like midway through the season that he had, he had become kind of one of the Warriors' go-to big men. Uh, but then he suffered that ankle injury that kept him out a long time. And, uh, you know, he's back now, but just never seemed to fully gain that place back in their rotation at least their consistent rotation. Uh, but, you know, if David West isn't working out for the Warriors, I, I don't see any problem with trying out Jordan Bell and seeing if he can work. Uh, because, again, you know, against a team like Houston, you got to be able to have bigs that can move their feet, and Jordan Bell uh, really athletic uh, for his size. Uh, but going back to that, uh, the Cavs-Boston Cavs series, of course, I, I mentioned, you know, how I'm, I've been just really impressed and surprised at how well all the Celtics have played. You know, I was mentioning Al Horford. Uh, he's a guy that, uh, you know, is shooting really well from three. His, his post-up game has improved significantly. Uh, teams have, you know, he has become a pretty good option offensively for the Celtics, drawn some double teams at times. And, uh, you know, when he hasn't, he's been able to score efficiently from the block. And uh, that's been a that's a, been a big key for a team that's missing the likes of a Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. Uh, they needed that extra offense. And again, with the likes of Horford, Tatum, Brown, and Rozier all stepping up and you know taking on a bigger role and doing it efficiently and well, and still maintaining that team basketball, uh, you know they they've been able to overcome the losses that they've had of their you know their two two of their highest three paid players. So it's been it's been really impressive to watch and. And, of course, they're, they're about as sound defensively as you could be. You know, that's the one kind of uh, uh, mark against Kyrie is his defensive game isn't that great. Uh, you know, he improved, I think, uh, with Boston as opposed to what he played or how he played defense for the Cavs. Uh, but, 
you know, Rogier is a better defender than Irving. So not only, um, you know, obviously you lose offense from without Kyrie, but you gain a little bit of defense playing Rogier in his place. And the fact that all these other guys have stepped up and kind of uh, filled the role of uh, and, and some of that point production that Kyrie brought, uh, the Celtics are, are, are really terrific. And, and they're giving the Cavs a lot of problems. As we're back from commercial, we're seeing Draymond Green now talking on inside tracks. But yeah, the Boston has been has been impressive, and uh, you know they've been the better team through two games pretty clearly against the Cavaliers, and it'll be up to Cleveland to make some adjustments and and to just play better, especially uh, the role players for the Cavs. As I'll talk some more about that at the next break. As out of the timeout, a beautiful play drawn up gets a wide open dunk for David West as he slams that home with the left hand. So West still on the floor after struggling a little bit here in the last couple of minutes. P.J. Tucker, dribbling on the right wing, tries to find Harden. That passes off the mark. Draymond Green saves it along the baseline, picked up by West, who gets it back to Green. Green will bring it into the front court, throws it right elbow to Durant, guarded by Ariza. He'll back down, put up the shot, and he is fouled as Ariza got his hand in there. And Durant will go to the free throw line. So a nice response there from the Warriors after going down 12, able to draw up a nice play to get an easy dunk for West, and then... After the stop, Durant getting to the free throw line. First free throw from KD is up and in. 38-29 to 29 now. Houston's lead is 9. 7.58 to go in this opening half. And the Golden State Warriors leading the series 1 to nothing. As the referee's talking about something. Uh, really a must win for Houston to try to knot this up at one, and then they're going to have the unenviable task of having to go to Golden State and try to split in the Bay Area. The second free throw from Durant is up and in, 38-30 to 30 now. Capella will inbound it to Chris Paul. Paul will jog it up into the front court, throws it right side to Harden. Harden will drive baseline, will pick up his dribble, gets into the corner to Paul. Paul now guarded by Thompson. We'll go to screen from Tucker, dribbling to the top of the key. Now guarded by West. Nine on the shot clock. Paul dribbling the basketball. Picks up his dribble. Finds Harden right wing. He'll step back in the right corner for three. That one's no good. Capella got his hand on it, but it's picked up by Thompson. Thompson throws it to Sean Livingston, who will push the tempo and slam it home with the right hand. A beautiful play from Livingston. Poor transition defense from the Rockets as no one stopped the basketball. Here's Paul, throws it top of the key to Ariza. Ariza getting a screen from Tucker, hands it to Capella, back to Ariza, dribbling over it into the left corner. Ariza drives baseline on West, lays it up with the right hand. Again, the Rockets taking advantage of uh, David West's lack of foot speed. That's something they should attack every moment he's on the floor. Draymond Green throws it right side to Thompson. He'll take a deep three. That one's good. Capella tried to switch out, but just didn't get there in time. And Clay Thompson... If you give him those looks, he's more often than not going to knock him down. 40-35, to 35, the Rockets' lead has been cut to 5 6.41 to go in this second quarter. Harden with the basketball, guarded by Livingston, throws it right side, Ariza into the corner, Tucker, three ball, is good. The second three-pointer for P.J. Tucker, and it looked like another breakdown from the Warriors' defense as Tucker was pretty open on that uh, corner three. Green with the basketball, throws it onto the right block to Livingston, finds a cutting Thompson. Good contest from Harden inside. Ball poked out, picked up by Paul. Paul will push the tempo, gets to the basket, finds Tucker, left corner three. It's good again! 
P.J. Tucker firing away from the corners, and he has been a big lift for the Houston Rockets, even on the offensive end, which is a bit of a surprise. And that will lead to another timeout, as it looked like Golden State had stemmed the tide. It got the 12-point lead down to six, but a couple of threes from P.J. Tucker has pushed it back to 11. 46-35 as we're halfway through the second quarter. We're headed to another commercial now. Uh, but, you know, you look at the Cavs, and, of course, LeBron's been been pretty phenomenal. Uh, he's had a few defensive breakdowns here or there, and at times, you know, he's uh, you know, not, uh, not demanded the basketball. I think he did a lot better job in Game 2, especially in that opening half of, uh, of really being aggressive and going at the Celtics. Of course, they've been playing him one-on-one a lot of this series. That's been, um, you know... A, a key tactic for all of these teams defensively against the Cavs. You know, Indiana did it quite a bit, uh, and, you know, playing him one-on-one and kind of just making him beat you. And at times, LeBron gets a little bit too passive, and, uh, you know, in previous years with Kyrie Irving, he could just throw the ball to Kyrie and, you know, take a breath and take a rest on the offensive end and let Kyrie isolate. Uh, but with this current Cavs group, they don't have anybody that you can just say, all right, uh, if LeBron is just standing on the opposite corner, do we trust, you know, George Hill or Rodney Hood or, you know, Jordan Clarkson to make plays? And they, they, they simply haven't. They, uh, they're not explosive enough. Uh, George Hill does not look uh, like the George Hill of even just, uh, you know, last year with Utah. He, uh, he appears to be a different player. Uh, you know, Rodney Hood, I think they should give him more opportunities. Uh, I think they should run him off of actions that they give to Kyle Korver just on the opposite side of the floor. Let him get to his left hand. Uh, let him get into that mid-range area. I think he's, uh, you know, outside of LeBron, probably their best option in terms of a guy. He's 6'8". He can create his own shot. Uh, you know, he's not the greatest passer in the world, but uh, I think just for a guy that can stem the tide for a couple of minutes. I think Rodney Hood is the guy they should go to, but Lou has really you know, not given him consistent minutes all playoffs long, and he doesn't seem to be in a rhythm. He doesn't seem to be playing with a lot of confidence, and uh, you know, a lot of that comes down to the coaching. I, uh, um, you know, I think he arguably, out of the four guys they received at the deadline, was the best player out of the four, and uh, you know, a lot, oftentimes he's been relegated to uh, you know, not playing or playing in garbage time or just getting a couple of minutes. And if he misses a single shot, he's he's taken out of the ball game. And I also think you know Chetty Osman is another guy that uh, I would I would rather play him over Jeff Green. You know, I've I've talked about uh, my thoughts of Jeff Green. I don't think he's really ever been a productive player for a for a squad with uh, you know playoff aspirations. I think he's been a disappointment uh, just about at every stop he's gone to. And uh, he was he was awful in game two with defensive breakdowns, not knocking down shots. Uh, you know he's uh, he just hasn't been good. And I think Chetty Osman is a, a superior basketball player. Uh, so it'll it'll be interesting to see what Ty Lue does. Of course, he's got a ton of time. The Cavs do as well to not only rest but uh, to game plans. We're back from commercial here. We're seeing a good year advertisement. Uh, you know Ty Lue's got three full days to game plan game three is not until uh saturday so we had today tomorrow and uh, friday to to prepare so they can make a lot of adjustments uh and and try to break down film so game three will be crucial obviously as out of the timeout another great play from the warriors as a fake handoff leads to a draymond green slam again steve kerr calling timeout and getting his team an easy bucket uh 
you know, those are those are plays that can stem the, the momentum and uh, change games. James Harden with the ball, getting double teamed, finds P.J. Tucker at the free throw line. He'll back down on Green, will spin baseline, puts up a jump hook with the right hand off the glass over Green and in. P.J. Tucker has been a great, or has had a great half so far for Houston. Here's Green, left corner, Thompson three is good. Again, you know, Chris Paul was mostly there on the contest, but you just can't give Clay Thompson any room. He's going to knock down those shots, and he's going to make you pay. Chris Paul with the ball for Houston, dribbling uh, with his right hand, now all the way to screen from Tucker. Gets it, now dribbling over the left wing. Fakes the three, finds Tucker inside. A beautiful pass to the Ariza, right corner, sidestep three is good. Houston knocking him down from three here in game two, especially uh, here in this second quarter. And that has uh, helped lead them to an 11-point advantage. 51-40, to 4.47 to go here in the second. Here's Clay Thompson with the basketball, dribbling over on the left wing. Will drive towards the baseline. Fadeaway, 20-footer, rattles out, rebound Harden. Harden will push the tempo for the Rockets. Gets to the top of the key, now will drive left of the lane. Spins, kicks it out, Gordon. Right wing to Paul, he'll drive. Kicks it out, Harden. Left corner, Ariza fakes the three, drives into the paint. Kicks it out, Eric Gordon. Top of the key, three, it's good. What beautiful basketball from the Houston Rockets. Moving the ball around, moving bodies, driving and dishing, and eventually leading to that open three. Eric Gordon with 11 on three for four shooting. The Rockets with a 54 to 40 edge as Paul pokes the ball away from Durant. He picks it back up. Durant now driving a spin move along the baseline, and he lays it up and in. Didn't exactly look pretty, but was able to to get the bucket. Harden now for Houston, dribbling on the right wing at the Toyota Center logo. Now will drive baseline, gets to the bucket, puts it up, and he is fouled as Klay Thompson came over for help and uh, bumped him with the hip. That last possession, just beautiful. Uh, And, you know, it it was pretty solid defense from the Warriors as well. Uh, Really rotating well and, uh, you know, getting out to shooters. But Houston just kept attacking. Uh, You know, nobody held the basketball. Everybody made a quick decision whether to pass or drive. And uh, eventually, uh, finally, the Warriors D opened up and uh, gave that opportunity for Gordon. As uh, Harden's first free throw is up and in. This is the kind of basketball you would have expected Houston to play a little bit more. Uh, you know, this is this is the kind of basketball that uh, the Rockets have played all season long. Moving the basketball, being aggressive, decisive on the offensive end of the floor, and knocking down threes. I guess that's that's another part that goes into it. When Houston knocks down their shots, uh, you know, everything looks better. As uh, Harden knocks down both free throws, and the Rockets lead back up to 14, 56-42. Thompson throws it right block to Durant, finds Green. His pass to Iguodala is deflected, picked up by Harden. Harden with a three on two, gets all the way to the basket, lays it up, thought he was fouled, but no call. Here's Durant coming back for Golden State. Here's Green, throws it to Clay Thompson. He'll get it to Durant, ball deflected, picked up by Ariza. Here comes Houston, Eric Gordon, right corner, Harden three, no good. Ariza with the rebound. Now we'll pull it back out. A frantic pace here. Chris Paul looks open, finds it to Ariza, tries to get it to the corner to P.J. Tucker, and the ball is kicked out of bounds. It will remain with the Rockets. So a couple of uh, sloppy turnovers from Golden State led to some open looks and uh, a decent transition opportunity for Houston. Uh, Houston not able to convert, but they will maintain possession with 18 on the shot clock. So we head to a commercial now. Uh, Houston leading at 58-42. to but uh, just a wild couple of mo- uh, minutes there uh, in that ball game. So looking at uh, again some of the, uh, the some of the stats in this one, 
for for the Warriors, uh, you know, the starters uh, from from a plus minus perspective, not looking too good. It looks like the starters for the Warriors have been outplayed thus far in this first half. Draymond Green a minus twelve, Durant a minus ten, and uh, Thompson at minus twelve as well. Uh, interestingly, uh, you know, none of the Warriors are in the positives in terms of the plus minus. Durant with 12 points on 4-for-7 shooting. Klay Thompson with 8 points on 3-for-7 and 2-for-2 two two from downtown. Uh, Steph Curry, he's got 7 on 3-for-7 from the field, but uh, he has yet to hit on any of his 4 three-point opportunities. Uh, Andre Iguodala has yet to score and just has just one rebound, uh, so he hasn't uh, done much on the offensive end, and he's just played 11 minutes. Draymond Green with 2 points, a couple of rebounds, and 5 assists. We're back from commercial now. Uh, and uh, off the bench, after Kevon Looney had a you know a nice run in the first quarter, he has not returned. Uh, as um, I'm surprised because he looked to be a much better alternative than uh, than David West. But West got all of the uh, the center minutes uh, to start that second quarter. As Houston will in battle, looks like Eric Gordon will will uh, throw it in from the near sideline. I'll mention some of the uh, the Rockets numbers here uh, momentarily, as Gordon. Trying to get it in, struggling with it. Finds Ariza on the cut, and he'll dunk it home. As uh, the Warriors looking to get a five-second violation, uh, it broke down at the last possible second, and uh, Ariza able to get the easy dunk. 58-42, Houston leading by 16. Curry with the ball, guarded by Gordon. Throws it left side to Durant. He's defended by Ariza. Durant awaiting a Thompson screen. Now we'll go isolation against Ariza. Five on the shot clock. Top of the key. Three, no good. Rebound, Harden. Harden will push the tempo. Getting double teamed by a couple of Warriors. Now we'll dribble over to the left wing. Now he's defended by Iguodala. Harden doing a little dance with the dribble. Now we'll pull it back out. Calling for a play. Throws it right side. Gordon. Gordon drives. Gets bumped by Durant. Gets all the way to the basket and lays it in. Eric Gordon, along with P.J. Tucker, have been a couple of role players that have had a phenomenal first half. The Rockets lead at 60-42. Thompson with a step-back three on Paul. That one's no good. Not a good look there for the Warriors as here comes Harden back down. Top of the key, guarded by Iguodala. Step-back three. That one's short. Rebound Durant. Back-to-back possessions there where the shot selection was a little bit questionable from both sides. As uh, Durant on the drive gets bumped by Ariza, that's a foul. The Warriors will inbound it. So yeah, Golden State, uh, you know, on that breakdown off the inbounds, had a, had them denied for about three and a half seconds, but then Ariza able to backdoor on Steph Curry and get the easy layup. Curry with the ball, top of the key, fakes the three, will drive left, now goes behind the back, throws it right wing, Durant, that's a three, that's good. A little bit too much help there from James Harden as Steph Curry uh, hadn't beat off, beat his man off the dribble, yet James uh, took a couple of steps into the paint away from Durant, which opened up the opportunity uh, for the Warriors' star wing. As Durant gets the lead back down to 15, a minute 42 to go in the second quarter, 60-45. to 45. Here's Chris Paul with the ball on the right wing, guarded by Curry. 12 on the shot clock, he'll drive, goes behind the back, a beautiful pass to P.J. Tucker on the cut, and he slams it home. Steph Curry did a good job of cutting Paul off, but fell down, which forced the help, and then Paul able to find P.J. Tucker along the the baseline. Here's Curry with the basketball, getting a screen from Iguodala, now gets a switch with Harden. He'll cross over Harden, Harden pokes it away momentarily, then Steph Curry throws it away. 
He looked like he was expecting Iguodala to cut along the baseline. Iguodala was in the right corner, but he never did, and the ball goes out of bounds. So again, more sloppy play from the Warriors here in this first half. Chris Paul, right wing, drives past Curry, gets under the hoop, kicks it out. Tucker up top to Ariza. He'll drive, and he's got a wide-open lane for the slam. The seas parted there for Trevor Ariza, and the Rockets lead it 64-45, to 54 seconds ago in this first half. Green throws it left side, Durant. He'll take the three. That is good. Kevin Durant with a couple of threes here in the last couple of possessions, uh, trying to keep the Warriors in this one here uh, in Houston. 64-48, 48.4 seconds to go on the game clock. We'll see if uh, Houston tries to take their time on this possession and, and uh, give themselves a two-for-one. Chris Paul now gets a screen from Tucker, now has Steph Curry switched out on him. 38 on the game clock. He'll cross over on Curry, gets into the paint, Euro steps, gets his shot blocked, picks it back up. Oh, and they're going to call... They're going to call double dribble on that. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe maybe they're saying that Steph Curry didn't actually get a piece of that shot, which would have led then to him catching his own pass. I thought that would have been called a travel as opposed to a double dribble. Here's a shot from Curry. No good, but a rebound. Iguodala, he slams it home on the tip end. The, uh, the TV coverage came in late there as the shot was already in the air. 64-50 to 50 now. The Warriors on a little 5-0 run to cut the lead back down to 14. Let's see if Houston can score here on the final possession. Looks like the Rockets are going to try to wind the clock down. And Harden's going to be called for an offensive foul as uh, he was trying to shield off Clay Thompson and uh, push off just a little bit. And uh, that is a good call as uh, he did it multiple times there on Clay Thompson, the second one being uh, a lot more uh, forceful. But uh, this could be a key little stretch here for the Warriors. If they can score on this possession, be a big boost to their uh, the momentum of this ball game as they were down just ni- 19 just a moment ago. Uh, but uh, as uh, Steph Curry draws a foul on P.J. Tucker, but if they could get this down to 12 or even 11 at the half, they would probably you know be feeling pretty good about themselves. The ball inbounded to Draymond Green. He gets it to Durant. Durant will take a deep three. No good. Rebound Ariza. He's got three seconds. He'll get it to Harden, who will put up the three at half court at the buzzer, and that one's no good. And that will end the first 24 minutes. And the Houston Rockets lead the Golden State Warriors 64-50. I'll be back with all of the second half action, of course, and uh, I'll be here throughout halftime as well. Uh, just momentarily, I'll be talking about my top 12 movies so far of 2018. Uh, but uh, just had a few more things to say about that Cavaliers-Celtics series. Of course, you know, as I mentioned, some of those role players like your George Hills, your J.R. Smiths, your Rodney Hoods, uh, you know, those guys have got to step up a little bit more. Uh, but, you know, a lot of it's going to come down to Tyron Lou and, you know, giving a guy like Hood a little bit more opportunity uh, to show what he can do. Um, I think uh, with consistent minutes and a consistent opportunity, I think Rodney Hood should really be the main option when LeBron's off the floor, running the offense through him, uh, again, sending him off of off-ball screens, kind of the way they do with Kyle Korver, and letting him attack with his left hand on the run. I think that's an effective offense, again, just for several minutes at a time, uh, can can stem the tide uh, and and let you not lose those minutes uh, when LeBron's off the floor. Uh, but 
Uh, yeah, and I, again, I think Chetty Osmond should play a little bit more. I think Tristan Thompson, I, I'm I'm for the fact that Lou started Thompson in Game 2. I think his offensive rebounding, uh, his defensive rim protection, uh, you know, is is valuable, and and his rim running also to uh, to put a little bit more pressure on the rim as opposed to it just being LeBron. Uh, to have that lob threat also makes it difficult for uh, for the help side defenders. Uh, so so I like the fact that Thompson started. I think he should be playing heavy minutes in this series. Uh, I didn't even mind the the minutes Nance gave them. I don't think Nance should be playing a ton, but uh, you know for five or six minutes each half, I think he can give them good energy. A good hustle play, and again, another guy that uh, is a lob threat and a rim threat on that pick and roll. Uh, but the Cavs are going to have to play a lot better, and uh, you know, LeBron can't play much better than he did in Game Two. So it, it's up to a lot of those other guys, and it's up to Tyron Lue and the coaching staff uh, to put those guys in a position to succeed. Uh, but you know, the the whole situation where. The Cavs don't really have much of an offensive system. It's a lot of get the LeBron the ball and get out of the way. Like that system really worked well when they had Kyrie Irving because when LeBron was off the floor or was taking a rest, uh, you know you could give the ball to Kyrie and get the you know get the hell out of the way, and that still worked. Uh, but they simply just they don't have Kyrie anymore, and you know the other guys just aren't good enough to set, to play hero ball, essentially. That's what LeBron and Kyrie do, is they play hero ball. And you see that a lot in this series with James Harden and Chris Paul. The best players in the league can do it. Uh, but, you know, guys like, uh, you know, guys that are not all-star caliber, that are just solid starter, solid role player guys, uh, you need to help them. You need to either get them a head start, get them on the move, uh, get them the ball with the defense in rotation and coming at them. Uh, and the Cavs just haven't done a good enough job with that. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. I still think the Cavs are going to make this a series. I, I highly doubt this is going to be a sweep. Uh, I think uh, you know the Celtics are a much better home team than they've been in the playoffs than they've been on the road. So And, and vice versa, I think the Cavs are, are far superior at home as well. So I think it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see. And again, a few days off between games and a few days off between the games in this series... Uh, so it's it's all the more important that Houston gets this win as well. Uh, it, it'd be really hard for the Houston if they go down 0-2 and then have to wait three days till Game Three in in uh, in Golden State. Uh, but so far, so good for the Houston Rockets, and so far, so good for the Boston Celtics. Uh, it's been uh, it's been really uh, really interesting. But without further ado, I'd like to uh, break down my my top 12 uh, movies so far of 2018. Uh, I'll start with my number 12 pick, which is uh, Love, Simon. And uh, that movie uh, was a coming-of-age story about a, uh, a gay uh, male boy in, uh, in high school that uh, um, you know, had not come out yet. And it, was, uh, it, was really, uh, it was a really great coming-of-age story about confidence and, uh, you know, um, believing in other people and that, uh, you know, your family and your loved ones will support you, uh, for who you are. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was one of those heartwarming stories. And, you know, at the same time, it did, it did show the difficulties that, you know, young people, teenagers in particular go through in terms of that process of, 
of uh, being afraid to come out and being afraid of how people are going to perceive you and all of those sorts of things. But uh, that was a that was a very pleasant coming of age story that uh, that I would urge all of you to check out. Again, that's Love Simon at number twelve. Uh, at number eleven, I've got uh, Black Panther. Now, uh, Black Panther broke just about all the box office records. It's uh, it's doing a you know a terrific job and. And uh, like Love Simon, I'm happy that uh, you know a um, you know a, a gay male is uh, is in a leading role in that movie, and I'm happy that uh, you know Black Panther. It's a movie with a pretty much all black cast, and it did extremely well, and that's wonderful. Uh, and and the movie was was pretty good in its own right. Uh, I liked a lot of the stuff with uh, Michael B. Uh, Jordan. He uh, you know was a pretty fleshed out villain, one of the better villains in the you know the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. A lot of those, uh, you know, there's that's been one of the big complaints about the MCU is the the villains and the lack thereof of uh, of, of quality ones. And this this might be the best villain they've had in, in any of the movies, uh, you know. And there's another movie I'm going to mention next that also has a pretty solid villain as well. But uh, you know, Black Panther, uh, you know, I think from a from a storyline point of view and uh, some of the themes that it brought up, it's uh, it's it's more of a movie than any of the, uh, the the Marvel movies have been in the past. I think just uh, for me, the, the issue I had with it and why I didn't have it ranked a little bit higher is just that uh, you know some of the action set pieces uh, just kind of felt there. It was just like, oh, we need an action um, moment now, so we're just going to throw something in. It didn't feel organic uh, and... Uh, you know, frankly, I wish there would have been more Michael B. Jordan-related material in the movie. Uh, you know, he doesn't even come into play for about half, uh, half, half of the running time. So, uh, for those reasons, it's not quite as high my, on the list, but it's still definitely a top five. Uh, you know, and uh, uh, Marvel movie in terms of uh, I think there's been either 18 or 19 of those movies out now. Uh, it's it's in the top five. It's uh, it's a really solid film. Uh, the number 10 I've got is uh, Avengers Infinity War. Uh, you know, the fact that they were able to pull this off with all of these different characters, you've got like upwards of 60 superheroes uh, all in one movie. Uh, they did a really good job of kind of um, segregating the, uh, the, the heroes into different groups so it wasn't just, you know, 60 people on screen at once. Uh, and you had some interesting dynamics of characters that had never met each other, and there was a lot of great humor that ensued from that as well. Uh, and then also the villain Thanos, uh, one of uh, one of the best villains, uh, along with uh, you know Michael B. Jordan's character in in Black Panther, uh, Killmonger, I believe was uh, was Michael B. Jordan's character in Black Panther, uh, but Killmonger and uh, Thanos, two of the best villains they've had, along with. I would say, uh, you know, Michael Keaton's villain in, in Spider-Man was also pretty excellent. Uh, but, uh, you know, Avengers did a great job of, of setting all that up, and Thanos had a, a, a kind of a neat backstory and a little bit more fleshed out uh, than you would expect for someone that, uh, you know, wants to wants to take over the world, essentially, and, and you know, commit mass genocide. Uh, they, they have some interesting background and some reasoning for, for it and why he wants to do that, and sort of his motivation and his thought process that goes into that as well. Uh, but yeah, really uh, really impressive that uh, that Marvel was able to pull that off and that it was an enjoyable film uh, that uh, 
and I, I won't get into, uh, you know, spoiler territory, but, uh, you know, they did make some, some decisions that went against what I feel like uh, a lot of the, uh, the, the MCU stands for, which is kind of being safe and, you know, happy ending and all that sort of thing. Uh, they, uh, you know, they, they went in some, some interesting directions and, uh, it was, it was pretty good for that. Uh, I, I enjoyed, uh, sort of the route that they, they ended up taking there. Uh, number nine, I've got, uh, Isle of Dogs. Uh, this is the newest, uh, Wes Anderson movie. Uh, you know, I, I really like most of Wes Anderson's work. Of course, I love, uh, Rushmore and, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Moonrise Kingdom. You know, he's made a, a lot of great films over the years. Of course, he's got that, uh, very classic, uh, camera work where he basically does straight shots over the head shots and, um, you know, kind of point of view shots and that's about it. Uh, but, uh, the, the visuals in this movie, uh, were, were fantastic as usual with his films. Uh, and you know, the, uh, if, if you guys haven't heard of this movie, Isle of Dogs, it, uh, essentially, uh, I believe takes place in Japan, uh, in a, uh, in a, f- uh, a future in which, uh, essentially the the mayor of the city uh, of uh you know of japan basically said or a city in japan i should say basically says uh, uh, or gets people to side one way or the other versus cats versus dogs and the city becomes like a cat friendly place and essentially bans all dogs to this island um away from the the main mainland area and uh, so this kid then, who actually is the ward of the mayor, goes and tries to find his lost dog on this island. Um, you know, the the story, uh, the the basic premise is fine, but uh, it didn't really go in any um, super interesting uh, directions, which was slightly disappointing. Uh, but again, the visuals, the the voice cast, all all excellent, makes for a you know an, an enjoyable watch. Uh, the number eight on the list, I've got Unsane. And that's the new Steven Soderbergh movie. It actually stars uh, Claire Foy, who uh, is the star, or at least was the star, in the first two seasons of um, The Crown, which is the Netflix original series where she plays Queen Elizabeth in her, uh, you know, essentially her 20s and 30s. Uh, but uh, this movie is about a woman who, uh, and hence the title, Unsane. She's She's not an insane person, but she gets put into a... Uh, insane asylum basically against her will she believes she's essentially going to a place for therapy and uh you know she has some issues she's she has someone that uh uh, has been stalking her for a while so obviously that's led to some mental stress and uh you know some some concern for her and she goes to what she thinks is therapy and signs a document and the document then uh, is actually uh, her institutionalizing herself uh, and, uh, you know, it's so pretty dark, and apparently it's an actual thing that happens where these institutions, um, you know, bring in sane people and basically take advantage of their insurance, and then once the insurance stops paying for them, then they let them out. Uh, it's a very scary scenario for, um, you know, obviously that would be a horrible situation to get into, uh, but the, the movie does a really uh, neat job of kind of making you question whether or not you know is she a sane person uh you know that is just being screwed over by the system or is she actually insane and she just thinks she's not 
you know, it, it does a good job of kind of balancing those two and kind of making you question uh, which one it is. And then, you know, the other thing that's pretty neat in terms of, you know, she has a stalker and a stalker is, um, you know, and stalking is one of the main themes of the movie. There's a lot of camera shots that are like kind of in the bushes uh, and like in areas where someone just is kind of creepily looking uh, at the main character. And so uh, the the filmmaking from Soderbergh is excellent in that it, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a unique style and that it takes advantage of its themes that it's going for. Uh, so Unsane certainly a movie that I would recommend. I think it was it was pretty solid. Uh, number uh, number seven on my list I've got is A Quiet Place. This is the new uh, Dron- John Krasinski horror film, and uh, essentially uh, the world is uh, a world in which monsters can um, you know are essentially blind, but they can hear even the faintest of sounds. And uh, if you make noise, then you are obviously in danger. They can come and and uh, and kill you. And the movie does a lot of interesting things with sound. One of the main characters in the film is the daughter of John Krasinski and Emily Blunt's characters, uh, and she's she's actually deaf. So it uh, at various times shows you know her experience, and it goes complete. You know the movie goes completely silent while you're in her perspective. Uh, so, you know, they do a lot of neat things with that. Uh, and the movie is uh, is really well shot, well directed. Uh, there were a couple of, uh, of, of plot slash script issues that I had with it that I won't get into because I don't want to get into spoilers too much. Uh, but uh, certainly A Quiet Place, if you like scary movies, a solid flick. It was, uh, you know, an, an enjoyable one to watch, albeit not necessarily a perfect film. Uh, number six, I've got Lean on Pete. Uh, this is a story about a kid who, uh, he essentially is in a situation where his mother is gone. She left when he was, uh, when he was a young child. Uh, he lives with his father who doesn't make a lot of money. And so the, the son has to contribute in any way that he can. Uh, so he ends up going and working for this guy who owns racehorses and, uh, you know, develops a bond with one racehorse in particular, uh, a racehorse named Lean on Pete. Uh, and so, you know, this, uh, the movie involves this kid not only growing up and dealing with, um, you know, turmoil at home, uh, but then developing the, uh, this emotional connection with the horse and, and, uh, you know, then seeing a situation where the horse might, uh, might be sold and, and all those sorts of things, and having to deal with that. Uh, but yeah, it was a very solid coming-of-age story, and uh, of course there were some there were some hard moments to watch as well. At, uh, but it was it was uh, you know a, a very solid movie. Uh, so we're down to my uh, my top five, which I'll get into uh, here as the the second half goes on. Uh, but we are about to start the second half. We're looking at the game summary here. Houston leading sixty-four to fifty. Uh, shooting 51% from the field, 10 of 23 from three-point land, 15 assists, just seven turnovers, uh, and 10 fast break points to the Warriors, just two. Uh, So the Rockets uh, really outplaying Golden State in that first half. Let's see if they can keep it up and try to tie this series up at one. Houston going from left to right here in the third quarter. Chris Paul with the basketball, fakes a handoff, dribbles under the basket, kicks it out to Trevor Reza, back to Paul in the left corner. Paul guarded by Curry, eight on the shot clock, facing up. Now will drive right, gets into the paint, fadeaway jump shot, no good, rebound, Green. 
Green will dribble it up for Golden State over to the right wing. Trying to find Durant being pressured by Capella. He'll hand it to Durant. Durant now defended by Ariza. KD dribbling the basketball. We'll get a screen from Thompson. Now is switched on to by Harden. Seven on the shot clock. Durant drives past him. Gets all the way to the basket. It's going to be an offensive foul as P.J. Tucker got under the basket and was able to take the hit. He looked like he took a shot to the face, too, as uh, Durant landed on top of him. Tucker a little bit shaken up. It appeared maybe uh, Durant's foot as he flew by. Uh, made contact with Tucker's forehead there. That's Durant's third foul, so that's something to keep an eye out for here as the second half progresses. Chris Paul with the ball at the top of the key, gets a screen from Capella, now switched on to by Green, hands it off Harden. Harden right wing three, that one's way off the mark. Fight for the rebound, looked like it uh, is off of Capella, as uh, Draymond Green and Capella both uh, jumped up for that board. So the Warriors will get it. We're a minute into this third quarter. Neither team has uh, been able to score here so far in the second half. Curry dribbling at the top, guarded by Paul. Throws it over to Kevin Durant. He'll drive left, gets into the paint, puts a layup in off the glass with the left hand. 64-52, the Warriors now trail it by 12. Here's Harden with the basketball, top of the key. Getting a screen from Ariza, guarded by Durant. He'll get another screen. And now he's got the switch on to Curry. 11 on the shot clock on the right wing, dribbling with his right hand. Now goes between the legs, drives into the paint, lays it up with the left hand and in. So Steph Curry getting blown by on that possession. The Rockets lead back up to 14. Here's Clay Thompson up top to Draymond Green, right side to Durant. Durant onto the wing to Curry. He'll drive baseline, gets all the way to the hoop. Reverse layup, no good, but Iguodala's there for the tap-in. So the Warriors now trail it again by 12 as we approach the 10-minute mark of this third quarter. Here's Harden. He gets another screen, gets switched onto by Curry. We'll throw it left side to Ariza. He'll drive, has the ball poked away by Iguodala, and it will remain with Houston. 12 on the shot clock. They'll inbound it on the far baseline. Chris Paul will throw it in. He gets it into James Harden on the left wing, guarded by Curry. Nine on the shot clock. Throws it right side. Ariza Hill drive. Gets it to P.J. Tucker for a right corner three. It's good. P.J. Tucker continuing to shoot the lights out here in this ball game, And the Rockets lead back up to 15. Tucker with 17 points, 4 of 5 from the three-point stripe. Durant with the basketball dribbling over the right wing. Guarded by Capella. Drives around him. Gets to the hoop and dunks it home plus the foul. You know, I noticed a lot in Game 1, Kevin Durant was uh, resorting to a lot of difficult mid-rangers, and, you know, he hit a lot of them to his credit. But uh, in this game, he seems to be a lot more committed to attacking the basket, maybe particularly because the Warriors are uh, are trailing here in this ballgame and need a little bit of momentum here as uh, Durant will uh, have one more free throw to make it a traditional three-point play, and he knocks it down. So the lead uh, back to 12 here. 69-57, as Durant now has 23 points on 8 of 13 from the field. Harden with the basketball on the right wing. Will dribble, gets a screen from Ariza, now gets the switch, finds Ariza under the basket. He'll kick it out, Tucker inside to Capella. Capella drives baseline on Green, puts it up, now throws it to Chris Paul, 4 on the shot clock. He'll drive into the paint. His running floater with the right hand is good. CP3 with a big shot as the shot clock was about to expire. The Rockets lead at 71-57. Nine minutes to go in the third. 
Chris Paul with just five points now as as Stephen Curry drives on Capella and lays it up and in. 71-59 to 59 now as Paul now pushing the tempo. Gets to the basket, throws it corner Ariza to the wing to Harden. He'll drive in, puts it up off the glass, and good. Plus the foul. James Harden with another effective drive going left. And the Rockets now lead at 73-59. That's something that, uh, you know, the Warriors have not done a very good job of, uh, at least in this game in particular, of uh, forcing Harden to his weak hand. Harden, uh, you know, again, to his uh, credit, has improved his uh, his offhand, his right-hand finishing, but certainly a lot better uh, finishing on the move with, uh, with the strong hand, the left. As he converts the three-point play, and again, the Houston's lead back up to 15. 8.40 to go in the third. Here's Durant with the basketball. Pulls up for three and nails it. Kevin Durant, super aggressive here to start the third quarter, and he's off to a hot start. 74-62. Durant now with 26 points. Already eight points in the period. Again, Houston getting a switch with Curry guarding Harden. Harden dribbling with his right hand. Will drive right of the paint. Has the ball poked away by Curry, and it's out of bounds. It will go to Golden State. That time, solid defense. From the two-time MVP, Steph Curry. As uh, we're seeing a replay of uh, that play where Chris Paul maybe ran into a couple of uh, spectators and spilled their beverages. As uh, Here is Iguodala throws it up top to Durant at the right elbow. will shoot it right over Chris Paul, rims it out. Again, uh, Durant able to shoot right over the top. Here's James Harden, top of the key, guarded by Iguodala. Gets a screen from Tucker now, is guarded by Curry. Harden with the basketball, 14 on the shot clock. Throws it right wing. Trevor Ariza wide open for three, not able to convert. Warriors getting away with a defensive breakdown there as here they're in transition. Here's Iguodala, throws it to Durant. 15-foot jumper along the baseline, he nails it. The lead now down to 10, 74-64. Eric Gordon into the game for Houston. He'll hand it off to Ariza in the right corner up top to Tucker. Tucker picks up his dribble, throws it left side to Harden. Harden guarded by Curry once again. 10 on the shot clock. He'll drive left, gets left of the paint. Puts it up. No good. Rebound Durant. Harden trying to draw the foul. And now Chris Paul will foul Durant uh, to stop the uh, transition play. And that's uh, occasionally when, um, you know, James Harden is... Uh, you know, hurts his team a little bit is when he's, uh, you know, attempting too much to draw those fouls and not attempting to make the shot, which uh, if the foul isn't called, that leads to a direct transition opportunity for the opponent. Golden State a little bit too dangerous to allow those uh, those sorts of chances. As Curry gets it into Durant, Warriors trying to cut the deficit to single digits here. Durant gets a screen now again, guarded by Harden. He'll isolate at the top. Will cross over. Gets to the paint. Finds a cutting Draymond Green. He lays it up. No good. Green not able to convert the easy opportunity. Here comes Harden with the basketball top of the key. Throws it right side to Paul. Paul guarded by Green. Going between the legs. Gets to the basket. Left-handed layup. No. Fight for the rebound. And it's uh, actually we've got a foul on the shot. Draymond Green looks like he committed the foul on Chris Paul as he went to the basket. So Chris Paul, I believe, will go to the line after this timeout. We're about to head to commercial. The Rockets, again, leading by 10, 6.58 to go in the third, and we're heading to commercial now. So back to uh, the top 12 movies so far of 2018. I did uh, 12 through 6. Now we're at number 5, which is a movie called Love After Love. This is a movie with uh, starring Chris O'Dowd, and uh, it also had 
uh, you know what I'm blanking on the actress's name, but she was the lead actress in the movie Groundhog's Day. Uh, but uh, this movie essentially was uh, was about grief. It wasn't the most pleasant of movies to watch. Uh, you know the the idea was that Chris O'Dowd was the son of uh, of the the Groundhog's Day actress and. They, uh, you know, she lost her husband, and Chris O'Dowd lost his father. Uh, he also had a brother, uh, and it kind of showed the, those three main characters and their way of coping uh, in sometimes not such pleasant ways with uh, with the death of a loved one. Of Chris O'Dowd's character, you know, basically ends a relationship and starts having an affair, uh, and um, Andy McDowell is. Uh, the actress uh, that uh, was the was the wife of the the husband that passed away in the movie, uh, but you know then there was the whole situation where Andy McDowell, you know, being relatively young, uh, you know, wanted to find a a new partner, and she uh, she found a new guy. But then Chris O'Dowd was uh, was not too pleasant with this new person. Of course, uh, there's the whole situation where you know as a son you. Uh, you kind of look at that person as like a replacement and there's always going to be kind of that uh, um, hostility towards that person. And uh, Chris O'Dowd at times was, um, you know, quite the jerk in the movie was, uh, you know, kind of, you know, Chris O'Dowd is known for uh, the, uh, the IT crowd uh, and, and various other uh, things, but he's mostly known as a comedian. But in this movie, he, uh, uh, he was kind of a prick and, uh, you know, but, a very solid performance in doing so made made it very believable, uh, but but the movie was a great look at that, and, and again a movie that um, you know was uh, was not looking at these characters in necessarily a flattering light, and a lot of times when when people deal with uh, a hardship or difficulty in their lives, uh, they're not the most pleasant people to be around. So it was it was very realistic from that perspective, and uh, you know um, again despite. Uh, not necessarily it being a pleasant watch. It was certainly a well-made film, and uh, you know something I, I'm glad I uh, I got to see. Uh, number four on the list I've got is uh, Thoroughbreds. Uh, Thoroughbreds is uh, a, a movie that uh, had the again I'm going to blank on actresses' names, but uh, had the the main character from The Witch, uh, and uh, also from Split. Uh, and a young actress that's very talented and uh, um, also had a main actress from uh, the uh, the Ready Player One movie. Um, I will look at, uh, I'll f- search their names uh, when we get to the next break. I'll, uh, I'll go into more detail about Thoroughbreds. And so uh, we are... We are back. Aunt Anya Taylor-Joy is the main lead actor from The Witch and Split and then uh, the other the other lead was Olivia Cook, who was in the Ready Player One movie as well. Uh, so we're back from commercial here as uh, Chris Paul at the free throw line, shooting a couple of free throws. The first one's up and in. Houston now leads at seventy five to sixty four, six fifty eight to go in the third quarter. Again, Golden State leading this series one to nothing. Houston trying to knot up the series as the matchup will go back to Golden State for games three and four. Second free throw down as well for CP3, as uh, now Durant with the basketball dribbling along the right sideline, hands it off to uh, Steph Curry, guarded by Harden. He'll go behind the back, takes a three from the right wing. That one's short. Rebound 
by the beard. He'll jog it up into the front court. Top of the key throws it right side to Chris Paul. Paul guarded by Iguodala. Now at the top of the key awaiting a screen from Gordon. Now Paul will get into the paint. Puts it up with a floater with the right hand and that one's good. 78 to 64. Houston's lead is 14. As here is Steph Curry. He'll drive into the paint. His floater from the free throw line is good. Such a difficult shot there, but he's able to get it to go. 78-66 as we hit the halfway mark of this third quarter. Another switch. Steph Curry guarding Harden. Harden will drive baseline. Now will back down Curry. Throws it left side to Paul. Eight on the shot clock, guarded by Iguodala. He'll drive past him, finds P.J. Tucker. His floater on the baseline is good. As Draymond Green came over to help, that created the opening for Tucker. And again, he's done a great job of timely cutting as well along that baseline. 80-66, to 66, Houston's lead back up to 14. Draymond throws it to the right block to Durant. Durant backing down on Harden, gets into the paint. His fadeaway over the right shoulder, no good. Rebound, James Harden. He'll throw it right wing to Ariza, into the corner, Tucker. He fakes the three, gets into the paint, stopped by Iguodala. He'll get it out to Chris Paul. Paul will fade away from 18 feet and hit. Chris Paul with an aggressive couple of moments here as uh, he's got six points of the last eight for Houston. Here's Durant, throws it on the block, right block to Green. Green guarded by Tucker. Looking over the defense, finds Thompson, free throw line jumper, no good. Rebound Tucker, he'll hand it off to Paul. Paul throws it right wing. Eric Gordon, three. That one's no good. As the tip from Green gets it to Durant, and he'll push the tempo for the Warriors' four-on-four break. He'll drive left, and he gets bumped by P.J. Tucker. It's going to be a blocking foul on the Rockets' power forward. Chris Paul able to create space on Draymond. A couple of hard dribbles towards the basket, and then stepping back. P.J. Tucker was moving just a little bit, although... uh, Kevin Durant did use his off arm a little bit there to push off, but uh, uh, don't really have too many problems with that block call. Golden State will inbound it on the near sideline with 19 on the shot clock. Again, trailing by 17 now, 83-66. to 66. Green gets it up top to Kevon Looney. Left wing to Curry. Curry will dribble into the paint. Picks up his dribble, guarded by Gordon, will throw it out to Green. Green, left wing, deep three, no good, rebound Capella. Not a great shot there with 10 on the shot clock for the Warriors. Here's James Harden with a basketball, dribbling over the left wing. We've got an offensive foul on Gerald Green as he tried to free up James Harden and try to get that switch with Curry guarding him, but uh, called for the moving pick. Yeah, just kind of uh, clumsy there from Green as he just ran right into Curry and uh, was not able to slow down his momentum and be stationary uh, at the point of contact. Here's Curry with the ball top of the key for the Warriors. Throws it right side to Durant up top to Looney. Looney hands it off to Curry who will dribble over to the left wing. Up top to Green. Green guarded by Green. Uh, Draymond versus Gerald. He'll throw it opposite side of the floor to the block to Durant who will drive baseline. He tries to throw to the opposite corner and no one's there. Uh, Great defense there from Houston shutting off Durant's path to the basket. And he had no teammates there to help him out. Chris Paul getting a little work done to what appears to be his right calf on the Rockets bench here. As James Harden dribbling at the top of the key, guarded by Durant, will get a couple of screens. Now we'll take a deep three from the top of the key. That one's short. Rebound Curry. He'll throw it left side to Durant, who will drive into the paint. He lays it up and in. 
Again, shot selection there, not great from James Harden as he took about a 30-footer with plenty of time on the shot clock. Harden now gets a screen from Gordon, now gets the switch with Curry. He'll drive on Curry, gets into the paint, has the ball stripped away, but the foul is called, and he'll go back to the free-throw line. As now the score has been adjusted to 82-68, so perhaps a three-pointer by Houston uh, was actually a two. They scored it a three originally. So Houston's lead is 14, and Harden will try to make it 16 after these this trip to the line. Again, this is Duncan Dynasty. I'm your host, Garrett Bouguet. Hope you've been enjoying the broadcast so far. Been doing an episode, a live episode of uh, throughout the playoffs every Wednesday night. And uh, hopefully next week, as long as the Cavaliers can extend that series, uh, I'll be doing uh, a game of the Cavs-Celtics Eastern Conference Finals. Second free throw is up and in from Harden. So lead is up to 16, 84-68, 3.36 to go in the third period. Warriors in the danger zone here as Steph Curry with the basketball top of the key gets to the free throw line, picks up his dribble, tries to find Green on the block. He puts up a jump hook with the right hand, and it goes. He had the mismatch with Eric Gordon over him, able to get that shot off with ease, and got the friendly roll. 84-70, lead down to 14. Harden, guarded by Clay Thompson, will find Gerald Green right wing, fakes the three, gets it back to Harden. Harden finds a cutting Capella under the basket, and he traveled with it. Draymond Green able to slide his feet and get in Capella's path, and I think that threw Capella off. He took a couple of steps before he took the dribble. Harden not happy with uh, Capella's off-ball movement there. Maybe hoping he was closer to the basket once he received the pass. Here's Curry with the basketball, gets a screen from Green, goes right past Harden, gets to the hoop. Capella with a great contest, though, and forces the miss. Rebound, Gordon. Gordon will push it up to the right wing, drives left, gets into the paint, lays it up. No, but Capella is there for the tap. Clint Capella with great plays on both ends of the floor, and the Rockets lead back up to 16. Here's Durant with the ball for the Warriors, top of the key, guarded by Harden. Dribbling, drives left, gets left of the paint, gets to the hoop, has his shot blocked, but there is a foul. I believe it was James Harden fouling him from behind. But Capella, you know, on that tip, doing a good job of as we're about to head to commercial. We're seeing the Western Finals logo and presented by Hulu, and the commercial starts now. Uh, but, uh, you know, Durant, or Capella, I should say, doing a good job of not expecting Gordon to just miss or make that layup and get there for the tap. Going back to my top five, I believe I was on number four, and that is Thoroughbreds. Uh, and the, the lead actresses in this movie uh, Olivia Cook and Anya Taylor-Joy. Uh, but uh, the two characters essentially uh, were kind of misfits, and, and one character appeared to be more kind of normal, while the other one seemed to be a bit of a psychopath without any actual feelings. Uh, but uh, it was a really interesting dynamic and uh, kind of an unusual movie in terms of uh, the way the film was shot. The, uh, the soundtrack kind of um, uh, gave you a sense of impending doom, and uh, the plot really uh, uh, was also kind of interesting. It revolved um, the two, you know, high school-aged girls uh, coming up with a, pa- a plan to kill one of the girls' stepdad. Uh, very, um, you know, very dark uh, plot line, but also something, uh, you know, that I, I can't remember, um, you know, hearing or seeing a movie about that sp- particular story before. So it was kind of a unique idea, and uh, that 
two really great performances from two uh, really impressive young actresses uh, being able to pull off um, you know a couple of girls that would be capable of doing something that uh, sinister uh, but uh, really really interesting and unique movie thoroughbreds uh, who which is uh, at my number four uh, the, my number three movie which I just saw recently is a movie called Tully uh, it was made by uh, Jason Reitman who did uh, Juno and Up in the Air and Young Adult which I'm a fan of uh, all three of those movies in particular Up in the Air uh, but, but this movie also featured uh, um, Charlize Theron who was a star in, uh, in Young Adult as well uh, but you know it's, it's a lot about motherhood uh, it deals with uh, you know the exhaustion and frustration with having to deal with multiple kids and and uh, you know not getting enough sleep and and uh, having all of these pressures and expectations to be this perfect parent and and uh, also had some some neat themes in terms of how motherhood affects uh, the person you are and the person you become and and how it's hard to kind of hold on to that person you were uh, in your twenties when you had that freedom. And all of those, uh, you know, those benefits of of being single, uh, and and not having kids, and the freedom to do whatever you want. Uh, so, you know, it it uh, it has some really uh, interesting concepts and some great performances across the board. Uh, really recommend this movie. I thought it was excellent. It's probably um, my guess is by the end of the year it will uh, it will probably be in the top twenty, if not higher, uh, when it's all said and done. Uh, my number two pick is Paddington 2. Uh, if you have not seen uh, any of, either of the Paddington movies, I definitely urge you to do so. They're just an absolute delight. In terms of a children's movie that also, you know, is is adult-friendly, it doesn't really get much better than that, uh, than these Paddington movies. The first Paddington came out in 2015, uh, as we're back from commercial. I'll talk more about uh, Paddington 2, and then I'll reveal my number one pick at the next commercial as Durant is at the line shooting two. Uh, the first one is up and in. The Rockets leading 86-71, to 2.36 to go in the third period. Durant, 31 points on the night, looking for 32 here. And it's good. Durant really keeping the Warriors in it here with a really impressive third quarter. Chris Paul will walk it up the left sideline. Throws it to Green up top to Capella, right side to Gordon. Gordon, guarded by Iguodala, he'll drive baseline, gets cut off. Now is backing out. He fakes the three, now will drive into the paint. Puts it up with the left hand, it's good, plus the foul. Great persistence there from Eric Gordon as he tried to drive right. Iguodala cut him off. That didn't deter him. He kept his dribble alive and then drove left into the paint. Able to get just enough space and then was able to finish over Kavon Looney who came over and and caused the contact. But uh, Eric Gordon having a terrific ball game for the Rockets. Uh, and, you know, I mentioned some of these uh, supporting cast players for the Rockets had to step up, and certainly, uh, you know, P.J. Tucker and Eric Gordon have played about as well as you could possibly expect from the two of them. Gordon, 16 points on 5 of 9 shooting in the ball game. Here is uh, Nick Young with the basketball, throws it to the right block to Durant, guarded by Ariza. Durant drives into the paint, turns over his right shoulder, fadeaway jumper from 13 is good. So Kevin Durant cuts the lead down to 15. It's kind of been the Kevin Durant show, 16 in the quarter for KD. 
Here's Chris Paul, top of the key, throws it left side to Gordon. Gordon guarded by Looney, fakes the three drives left. Gets past him, gets all the way to the bucket, but Looney getting a hand on it and getting the block. Here's Iguodala, throws it up to Livingston. Back out to Nick Young, right wing three, no good off the back of the rim. That would have been a big shot for the Warriors as here comes Houston. Here's Gerald Green with the basketball, driving left. Gets to the paint, puts up the fadeaway jumper, no good, but there was a foul. I believe it's a hand check prior to the shot, so Green will go to the line for two. Durant just so tough to stop. He's so long, so uh, agile, so athletic. Uh, you really can't do anything other than contest it and make it difficult on him, and he still sometimes just makes you look foolish. First free throw from Gerald Green is up and in. 90-74 to 74 as we look at a couple of Rockets greats, Hakeem Olajuwon and Elvin Hayes. Second free throw from Green. That one's off the back of the rim, no good. A rebound, Iguodala. He'll get it to Livingston, who will walk it up the right sideline. Now we'll look for Durant again on the block. Durant guarded by Ariza. We'll face up. Ariza thought he got a clean strip, but it's going to be a foul on the racket. Small forward. Durant did that rip-through move once again. And, yes, that, uh, that did appear to be a foul there. Something that, uh, that Durant popularized and uh, forced the league to make a rule that that was not a shooting foul. But again, the Warriors in the bonus, so a foul will uh, will get you two free throws here. It's Durant's first is up and in. So again, uh, you know, throughout this third quarter, at one point I believe the Warriors got maybe to within five, but... Uh, for the most part, it's been been anywhere between about 12 to 18, the differential. But it really has been Durant that's kept them, uh, you know, within striking distance, if you consider 14 points within striking distance. 90-76, 1 minute and 15 seconds to go in the third quarter. Chris Paul with the ball on the left wing. Holding the basketball, 10 on the shot clock, gets a double screen, now gets a switch with Looney guarding him, 8 on the shot clock. Paul will drive right, gets to the bucket, puts it up off the glass and in, plus the foul on Looney. Beautiful move from CP3. He was able to slow down at the last instance, which created the contact and and prevented, frankly, Looney from being able to get the shot block. And then what a crazy finish, able to basically do a kind of a, a right-hand hook shot almost under the basket. So Chris Paul, after kind of a quiet first half, uh, you know, having a pretty solid third quarter here, and, uh, you know, in the same way KD has tried to keep the game within striking distance for the Warriors, Chris Paul has has been a key reason why Houston's been able to maintain this double-digit edge. He's got 11 in the quarter. Here's Durant with the basketball, gets a screen, now is switched on to by Capella. Durant dribbling his left hand, has the ball poked away momentarily, picks it back up. 10 on the shot clock. He crosses over, dribbles to the left, tries to find a teammate inside, has the ball poked away, but then Capella throws it away on the outlet. Kavon Looney tips it up. No good. Rebound Capella. He'll find Gordon. Gordon dribbling to the top of the key, gets into the paint, puts it up over Durant. Nobody's fouled. Eric Gordon with the aggressive drive, creating the contact. Kavon Looney with a couple of opportunities inside, not able to convert. That was a crazy sequence of plays where uh, Durant tried to make a pass uh, in traffic on the interior, and the ball was deflected. Then it looked like the Rockets had it, but then Capella's outlet was botched as uh, 
His teammate wasn't looking for the ball, and it was picked up by Kavon Looney, but Capella did a decent enough job of contesting Looney right near the basket. Looney then had a second attempt on a tip, was not able to convert that either, and that led to their Gordon transition opportunity uh, where he hits a couple of free throws. So the Rockets lead back up to 19 now, a big run here to end the third quarter. 95-76, 30 seconds on the game clock, about a 13-second differential between the game clock and shot clock. Warriors have already missed the opportunity to go two for one. Livingston, left corner, Nick Young, three ball is good. Big shot from a guy the Warriors signed this offseason to be a three-point sniper off the bench. So the Rockets will take the final possession here, leading by 16. Chris Paul has it at the top of the key, guarded by Livingston. Get a screen from Capella. Now he's switched out by Looney. Five on the game clock. Here comes Paul. Paul will take a deep three. That one's off the side of the rim, and that will do it for the third quarter. At the end of three, the Houston Rockets, 95. The Golden State Warriors, 79. We've got one quarter to play. If the Rockets can hang on, we've got a tied-up series at one. But going back to uh, my top 12 movies of 2018, I'm on to number two, and that is Paddington 2. Uh, you know, again, I mentioned if you if you haven't seen the first Paddington, of course, I urge you to, to watch that first. But it's a great movie in terms of, uh, you know, a movie that's good for, for children and adults alike. Uh, it, um, you know, it it's just one of those movies that you, you can't help but leave uh, with a huge grin on your face. Uh, you know, the, um, the, the director of Paddington, uh, his name is uh, Paul King. He actually directed a, a British comedy series called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, uh, which uh, really has become kind of a cult classic uh, for British comedy, and it is a is a wonderful show. But uh, it's it's a really inventive show, and uh, this movie has a has a lot of uh, really interesting shots and uh, you know some some real creative brain power behind it. And you know Paddington Two takes the formula of the first one, but uh, you know doesn't just uh, you know rely. Uh, on on what made the first one a success, it has a whole new um, you know storyline and uh, really just adds to to the Paddington character and and the supporting cast and and just does a, a tremendous job and and uh, you know it even it even goes in some slightly dark places but then makes those dark places like a prison system seem uh, you know um, really pleasant and happy and uh, you know it's it's just a it's a really fun ride. Uh, and it it, uh, it is really one of the uh, you know the best movies I've seen in quite quite a few years, and uh, it'll go down in my top five this year. I, I pretty much have no doubt about that because uh, it's it's as close to a perfect kids movie, and uh, you know uh, you know PG film that uh, that uh, exists. But uh, without further ado, we're finally to uh, my number one choice for top movies of 2018, and that is Annihilation. Um, you know, this movie starring uh, Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac uh, is just absolutely uh, fantastic. It's a, it's a sci-fi, it's in the sci-fi genre. Uh, but um, the visuals, the, uh, um, the hardcore sci-fi elements, it, uh, it's, it's quite exceptional. And uh, I'll, the, the director uh, of of Annihilation uh, did um, did a previous movie with uh, with Oscar Isaac, which um, 
I'm I'm pulling up the director uh, Alex Garland. Uh, he did a movie with Oscar Isaac uh, called Ex Machina, which uh, was also an excellent uh, addition to the sci-fi uh, genre. And Annihilation was just uh, absolutely wonderful. Uh, if you haven't heard or seen anything about the movie, essentially, as we're back from commercial here, uh, Natalie Portman and a, a team of scientists go into... Uh, um, this dome-like area that appears to be some sort of an alien-like um, meteor that crashes onto Earth. They go in there um, and basically try to figure out what's going on. There's been a bunch of crews that have, have gone in there and not come out, so there's a lot of mystery involved. As I'll talk a little bit more about that in the next commercial. As The Warriors have the basketball to start the fourth as a layup by Steph Curry rolls off the rim, rebound Paul. He'll throw it to Eric Gordon, left wing inside of Capella. Backing down on Green, picks up his dribble, finds Gordon at the free throw line. He backs in on Nick Young, puts up the shot, can't get the roll, fight for the rebound, it's picked up by Curry. Curry will push the tempo for the Warriors, dribbling over to the right wing, guarded by Paul, will drive past him, gets to the bucket, puts it up off the glass, no good. Rebound, Tucker, he'll get it to CP3. CP3 on the break, finds Capella, and he is fouled by Draymond Green. So Capella will go to the line for two. One thing that uh, seems very evident, uh, not only in this series, but I noticed it in the last series as well, is Steph Curry not at 100% whatsoever. Uh, he's just 5 of 15 on the ball game, 0 for 6 from 3. And it's not as much his jump shot. Uh, but uh, his quickness, his ability to beat guys off the dribble and finish at the basket, I think is the thing that, uh, you know, his knee injury, and the same thing happened in 2016 when he had that MCL sprain, a similar injury. Uh, you know, he just wasn't able to be as dangerous of a threat going to the basket, uh, and that's what really makes his game all around. As uh, Clay Thompson fires a three from the right wing, that one's no good. Rebound, Nick Young, he'll hand it to Curry, and he finally gets a three to go. And that's a deep sigh of relief for Steph Curry as he's now 1 for 7 from downtown. 95-82, Rockets lead by 13. Here's Gordon with the ball, right wing dribbling over to the top. Now he'll take a deep 3 over Livingston and he hits. Eric Gordon continuing his hot shooting and brilliant game here in Game 2. Rockets 98, Warriors 82. Here comes Curry right back, lays it up and in over Gerald Green. Taking advantage of uh, arguably the Rockets' weakest defender there. And the lead back down to 14. Chris Paul with the ball top of the key, guarded by Livingston, gets a screen from Tucker. Now they'll get Nick Young guarding Chris Paul. This is a matchup I think favors the Rockets. Paul fires a three. That one's no good. Rebound by Green. Green will push the tempo, finds Clay Thompson on the right wing. We've got a foul. I believe the foul is on Green on the pass. But, uh, you know, when Steph Curry not only can support his three his brilliant three-point shooting with uh you know the ability to drive by guys and finish even against quicker taller defenders that's what makes his offensive game really unguardable uh but you know with these knee injuries he's had uh, in the 2016 and 2018 playoffs uh, that's made him a little bit limited as curry finds a beautiful pass inside to sean livingston and he slams it home and all of a sudden the lead is down to 12 here the warriors hanging in there Here's Eric Gordon with the ball on the left wing, guarded by Curry. 
Now we'll step back, take another three. That one's well off the mark. Rebound Tucker, and he is fouled by Nick Young. That's something Tucker does a pretty solid job of, playing that small ball four spot, as he does get some timely offensive rebounds. Looks like James Harden and Kevin Durant checking back into the ballgame as Eric Gordon gets a well-deserved rest. As Ariza on the far sideline gets it into Capella. Capella guarded by Green, hands it off to Paul. Paul guarded by Thompson will get a screen from Tucker, now guarded by Nick Young. Paul dribbling over to the right wing, 10 on the shot clock. We'll go between the legs, goes towards the basket, puts it up off the glass and in with beautiful spin there. Chris Paul with another great finish. And uh, looks to be a little bit gimpy, though, maybe struggling with the calf. We saw him getting some attention to his calf earlier uh, as he was sitting on the bench. Here's Nick Young, right wing three. That one's short, rebound Capella. Capella gets it to Paul. Paul will dribble down the left sideline into the front court over to the left wing. We'll drive on Young, now gets stopped. We'll pull it back out. Still guarded by Young. 12 on the shot clock, goes behind the back, step back, crosses over, gets cut off and fouled once again. Nick Young can't believe the foul, but uh, there was a lot of contact there. You know, if Paul is struggling uh, with that calf, he's doing a great job of uh, fighting through it here, knowing his team uh, he need, his team needs his, uh, his offensive production to, uh, to not only win this game, but to win this series. So hopefully for, you know, for Houston fans and for NBA fans in general, hopefully uh, this Chris Paul ailment isn't anything that will have long-term ramifications as James Harden, guarded by Nick Young, will cross over. Good defense from Young on this possession as Harden settles for a fadeaway three and it's no good. That time doing a good job of cutting him off, trying to get to the basket and draws the uh, shot clock violation on the air ball. So Iguodala checking in for Young after that defensive stop. Steph Curry will get it from Draymond Green, and he'll walk it into the front court. Top of the key, guarded by Paul. Finds Green on the cut. His floater is no good, but he's fouled by Tucker. Tucker uh, looked like he was just a little bit behind as Draymond Green made a quick cut towards the rim, and Curry found him in stride. So Green will go to the line to shoot two to try to, again, cut the lead down to 12. But, again, that's been one of the problems for the Warriors is, uh, you know, for the past about 10 minutes of this ball game, they've been able to cut it to 12 on numerous occasions, but the Rockets have been able to push the lead right back up. First one went down for Green. The second one is up, and that one rolls in as well. So it is a 12-point game. Once again, 100 to 88, 840 to go in the ballgame. James Harden with the basketball for the Rockets. Throws it left side to P.J. Tucker. Tucker guarded by Iguodala. Dribbling with his left hand, hands it off to Chris Paul. Paul guarded by Iguodala now on the switch. We'll get a screen from Ariza. Gets to the free throw line. His jumper, that one's well short. Rebound, Iguodala. He'll push the tempo. Guarded by Paul. He'll get all the way to the basket, and he draws the foul. So again, the Warriors... Uh, attacking the basket here in the second half, getting to the free-throw line. And Iguodala will try to cut the lead to 10. That shot on that last possession from Paul seemed to be either fatigue or, you know, that calf injury because that shot was came up well short, and it was a relatively uncontested mid uh, free-throw line jumper for Paul, which, 
and he's one of the best in the league at that shot. First free throw for Iggy is up and in. 100-89 now as uh, Chris Paul will go to the bench. He's also got five fouls now. That's something uh, that's uh, probably another reason why he's sitting, and this generally would be the time once uh, Harden's back into the ballgame that he would take another rest. Iguodala's second free throw is well short. Rebound Harden. Eric Gordon checking back in for Paul on the last uh, substitution. Here's Capella, top of the key, guarded by Green. He'll hand it off to Gordon. Gordon now switched on to by Green. Gordon will cross over, has the ball deflected. Now he'll drive left. Again, great defense from Green. Five on the shot clock. Gordon with a fadeaway three, and he hit it. Eric Gordon, despite great defense from Draymond Green, able to hit a difficult fadeaway three from about 26 feet. Here's Durant trying for the answer. No good. Fight for the rebound. Falls to Durant, who gets it to Iguodala inside, and he just loses it out of bounds, but it goes off the leg of a Houston Rocket. The Warriors will maintain possession. Eric Gordon, you know, uh, for all the criticism he received after game one, he has stepped up and then some here in this game, too. Ball inbounded to Green. He'll hand it off to Durant. Durant drives left on Capella. Has the ball poked away. Here's Harden in untransition against Thompson. Will lay it up with the left hand off the glass and in. 105-89. Houston's lead back up to 16. And just like I said, when the Warriors got it down to about 11, the Rockets go on a quick 5-0 run. Here's Curry in the paint. His floater no good. Rebound Capella. He'll hand it off to Harden. Harden will push the tempo. Got a 5 on 4 here. Here's... P.J. Tucker, left corner, three is good. P.J. Tucker knocking down another huge shot, and the lead is ballooned to 19, 108 to 89 with 7.07 left in the fourth quarter. Beautiful performance here in the last couple of minutes by the Houston Rockets as we're heading to another commercial. But uh, going back to my number one film I've seen so far in 2018, Annihilation, a movie by uh, director Alex Garland, who also did... Uh, Ex Machina, which was another one that another movie that I really liked. Uh, this Annihilation, a movie with uh, you know that involves Natalie Portman and uh, several other scientists who uh, go to this area that uh, appears to be like some dome-like area that was caused by a meteor striking uh, an area by a lighthouse, and you know again the government with this mysterious object uh, on their land, you know, send some crews in there to figure out what's going on. No crews able to come back, uh, but they mostly send military crews at first, and, and one of those crews include Oscar Isaac, who happens to be uh, Natalie Portman's uh, husband. Uh, but uh, So Natalie Portman and a team of scientists uh, decide to go in there and uh, try and figure out what's going on and a lot of craziness and mutations and, and a whole bunch of... Uh, evolutionary type stuff uh, go on and it, it's a great way for uh, Alex Garland the director to um, you know to to really utilize visual storytelling in a neat way and just make the screen basically um, you know a constant art installation and the movie is really pretty to look at and just interesting to look at and uh, of course the movie uh, Annihilation based off of uh, a book um, titled Annihilation as well and uh, there are a lot of neat ideas in that book as well, and it's made me really interested in, in checking out that, that novel. Uh, but Annihilation, certainly a, a terrific addition to the sci-fi genre, one of the 
you know, the best sci-fi movies I've seen in quite some time. Uh, and, you know, uh, just superb directing uh, throughout the movie. And, and the last 20 minutes is just stunning to behold. I would almost describe this movie as kind of the modern 2001 A Space Odyssey and that, you know, the movie starts with it being kind of a real, um, you know, human interest story and, uh, you know, relatable characters and, and all those sorts of things and kind of devolves into just, uh, you know, what on earth am I watching? It's very weird and, uh, you know, but, but in all the right ways. It's, uh, it's really a really fantastic film and something I urge anybody, especially sci-fi um, fans, to, uh, to check out. Uh, but that's that's my list of uh, of top twelve movies I've seen so far in in 2018. Uh, of course, uh, again, if you follow me on Facebook or if you're friends with me, uh, keep out for keep an eye out for my uh, end of year uh, 2018 movie list. I, I've done that for uh, three straight years running, so I'll, I'm planning on doing it once again. I I watch over a hundred movies uh, pretty much every year the last couple of years, and I plan on doing that. I'm on pace at least so far this year as well. As we're back from commercial, and we're seeing Chris Paul uh, with some some heavy wrap on that right calf. Not necessarily a great sign for the Houston Rockets. Uh, but uh, the Warriors have the ball out of the timeout, going from right to left here in this first quarter, fourth quarter, I should say. Clay Thompson takes a fadeaway from the right elbow. That one's short. Rebound Harden. Harden will push the tempo, gets to the top of the key, guarded by Iguodala, loses the ball temporarily, but picks it back up. Now we'll get a screen from Tucker. Now he's got a switch with Curry. He'll take a three from the top and hit it. James Harden with a tough contested three over Curry, and the Rockets lead it by 22. A very impressive performance thus far, and they've got an 11-0 run going here. Durant with a ball for Golden State. He'll cross over, gets into the paint, pulls up from seven, and hits. Kevin Durant's been the one consistent for the Warriors tonight as the lead is down to 20. Durant with 38 on 13 of 21 shooting. Harden throws in the right corner to Ariza. He catches it, drives baseline, finds Eric Gordon, left wing three, and he nailed it. Poor defense there from the Warriors as uh, Harden able to just pass it right to the right corner, and Ariza able to get penetration and draw the help and find a wide-open Gordon for three. Here's Curry with an attempt to answer no good. A rebound, Tucker. He'll get it to Harden. Harden guarded by Thompson. He'll take another top-of-the-key three off the mark. Rebound, Tucker, though. He finds a cutting Harden. He bobbles the pass, now picks it up. He seemed to be pushed out of bounds, but it looks like it's going to be out of bounds off of Harden. Durant looked like he got a little bit of a push from behind. Harden actually ran into the referee, so we didn't really get to see what his actual call was. And they did, uh, they apparently they did call the foul on Durant, and then he was called then for a technical. Yeah, he definitely shoved Harden, and which caused Harden to fall out of bounds, and uh, the ref delayed in his uh, his whistle because he was falling to the ground as Harden bowled him over. The technical free throw goes for Harden, so the Rockets lead now 115-91. to Clearly a foul on Durant, and that's what's frustrating. Uh, uh, as an NBA fan, you, you make an, a, an obvious foul, and then you're complaining about it. Like, why? You know you committed the foul. <laughs> it's just silly. 
And Draymond Green had one in the uh, in game one where Harden made a layup, and then Draymond Green just pushed him, got called for a technical, you know, and, and was complaining about it. It's uh, as uh, here's a dunk for Ariza off the uh, the inbounds. Is uh, again another broken defensive possession there for the Warriors. A breakdown leading to an easy bucket. Durant will take a top of the key three. That one's short. Rebound Ariza. He'll push the tempo. It's a one on three though. He'll try to drive around Green, and Green shoves him. That appears to be just a frustration foul on behalf of the Warriors. But uh, it, it appears that Houston's going to take this game, too, as they've got this uh, quite, a, uh, quite a lead here building up in this fourth quarter. Not the kind of reaction you'd like to see from the Warriors, either. They seem to be, uh, you know, just uh, committing silly fouls here. But Green, or, uh, Steve Kerr may have to think about... Uh, taking his guys out, which might ex- be exactly what he's doing. As we're going to take a look at the replay to see uh, see if there's anything more to that. I think Draymond shoved him, but I don't think it should be uh, anything more than a common foul. But Kerr should probably take these guys out and, you know, just to make sure that they don't do something stupid here in the last five minutes because, uh, you know, frankly... These guys uh, have committed a lot of technical fouls. They've committed some flagrant fouls. And uh, Draymond Green has, in the past, hurt his team by being out there at the end of Game 4 of the Finals when the game was decided and, and uh, you know, hitting LeBron in a sensitive area, which caused him to be suspended for Game 5. Uh, so you don't want anything like that happening. Of course, Game 3 will be pretty crucial, uh, you know, this being a 1-1 series and the fact that there will be three days between games two and three, you know, plenty of time for the likes of Harden to get some rest and be prepared to put on a terrific performance in game three. Uh, you got you to, gotta, the Warriors are going to have to bring it. And uh, it's, it's a pleasant surprise to see that Houston uh, able to respond and play a great basketball game after, uh, you know, taking the first punch that was game one. But I, uh, you know, I, my prediction in this series was Warriors in seven. I, uh, I think the Warriors are just a slightly better basketball team. I think they can slightly get, you know, especially against switching defenses, they can get consistent offense a little bit more than Houston can. Um, but, you know, Houston has all the tools and all the talent to, uh, to win this series. And if they get performances like they've gotten from P.J. Tucker and Eric Gordon, uh, you know, three more times. Uh, that could be enough to uh, to advance and and uh, make the NBA Finals. It, it seems crazy that a team uh, against uh, is capable of beating a talented team like the Warriors that are this good. The Warriors with four All Stars just seemed unbeatable. Like rolling to the finals last year as Jordan Bell checking into the ball game has the ball poked away, but the Warriors just you know in basically rolling through the playoffs last season, losing one game. Seemed like this team was just going to be, you know, no one was going to be able to stop him as Harden takes the three and misses. Uh, But, you know, give credit to Houston and to Daryl Morey. They never gave up. They continued to build upon their roster, adding Chris Paul, adding P.J. Tucker, and adding Luke Richard and Bob Mute. Uh, And, you know, they have done enough to at least put themselves in position where, uh, you know, if... If their players perform, they theoretically could win this series. And, and especially the way Steph Curry has looked so far, uh, you know, he is not the same player 
Uh, so you know that talent gap maybe not might not be as big as uh, as we once thought maybe to begin this series or even this season. As Harden with the basketball guarded by Pachulia, he'll take it and miss. And this is another thing I I slightly worry about the Rockets having a couple of key guys, specifically Harden out there. Of course, Pachulia injured uh, Kawhi Leonard's ankle in last year's Western Conference Finals, uh, stepping in and stepping under Kawhi as he was trying to land on a jump shot. This looks like uh, we're about to have another timeout here with 3.49 to go uh, in the fourth quarter. Or we've got some sort of stoppage. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Yes, it will be a timeout. 119-93, the Rockets uh, pulling away here, winning this one in a blowout. Uh, we've got just uh, a little under four minutes to go in the ballgame, but I'll look over some of the uh, the stats of this one. Kevin Durant, 13 of 22 from the field, 3 of 7 for th- from 3, 9 of 9 from the free throw line uh, for his 38 points. But a key thing to look out for for Kevin Durant, his plus-minus was minus 28. Uh, you know, he, um, he only had three rebounds, zero assists, so most of his production just came from you know, scoring for himself. And that's something, you know, that he, if you're Houston, you uh, you can't really take away Durant um, as a seven-footer being able to get his shot off. Uh, but if you can take away some of the other guys, I think they've done, uh, you know, they did a much better job on Clay Thompson in this game. Thompson with just eight points, three of 11 shooting, two of four from three, uh, you know, just getting four three-point attempts when he had 15 in game one is a big difference of uh, being locked in on him uh, because, you know, he's the one guy that, uh, you know, he's not creating a lot of stuff for himself off the dribble, and even if he does, you're okay with that. The, the key thing you just need to take away from him is those easy catch-and-shoot shots, and they did a much better job. Steph Curry at 7 of 19, 1 of 8 from 3, uh, just 16 points. They did a solid job on them as well. Also made the likes of uh, Draymond Green and Inguadala. Um, shoot a little bit more. Uh, Green two for five. Iguodala two for four. And you know, just uh, um, really, really making it difficult in terms of uh, you know scoring the basketball. They did a they did a much better job of uh, keeping uh, Chris Paul and and Eric Gordon in the ball game offensively, and and not just relying so much on James Harden. Uh, Harden not even you know didn't even really play that well in this game was nine for twenty four shot three of fifteen, uh, but you know the fact that you got sixteen from uh, from Chris Paul you got twenty seven from Eric Gordon on eight of fifteen shooting six of nine from three, and you got uh, another twenty two uh, from PJ Tucker five of six from three eight of nine from the field, and nineteen from Trevor Ariza seven of nine shooting for him one of three from downtown, uh, so you know not relying so much on James Harden having a more well-balanced offensive uh, performance. And that's going to be their key to success. You know, Harden's going to get his, uh, but Houston, you know, if they're just going to isolate Harden, you know, 50 times in a ball game, I don't, I think the Warriors are pretty happy with that. But the fact that uh, they've, they've allowed guys like Tucker and Ariza and Gordon and Paul to get the ball, make plays, and also, you know, allow Harden to save a little bit of energy for the defense. I think he, he's been better defensively in this game. He, he was, uh, you know, shacked in a fool level bad in that game one. 
Uh, so all around, really impressive performance from the Houston Rockets. Much better defensively, a lot less breakdowns, and uh, you know just doing doing a really good job. Uh, you know the plus minus numbers: Eric Gordon at plus twenty nine in his thirty two minutes, uh, and Clint Capella even in a blowout, he played thirty one minutes. So you know if he would have played down the stretch here. Uh, probably would have played more in the 35 range. So that's also better for Houston. Getting him more time, I think, is crucial because they're just better with his rim protection and rim running on the floor. As a Golden State with the basketball here, Nick Young on the right wing, guarded by Tarek Black. He'll spin, throws it to Jordan Bell. He'll drive baseline. He'll fade away and miss the shot. Rebound Joe Johnson. So we're seeing a bunch of the... Uh, uh, the bench mobs here for both teams as we've got Joe Johnson with the ball for Houston. He puts a floater from the free throw line. No good. Rebound by Jackson, who also just checked into the ball game. Ryan Anderson finds Mba Mute. He'll drive in, and he finally gets a layup to go. That's a good sign for Houston to see him uh, put one in the basket. I think they're going to need him throughout this series. Uh, his defense is, uh, is invaluable to this team. For Golden State, it looks like Livingston, Pachulia, Jordan Bell uh, out there along with uh, with Nick Young and Quinn Cook. And for Houston, we've got Jackson, Joe Johnson, Tarek Black, Luke Richard and Mute, and Ryan Anderson. So Game 3 of this series will be on Sunday, and then I believe... From then on out, it's just one day off in between all the rest of the games. Jackson drives in, puts it off the glass and in. Took the contact from Jordan Bell and scored it. 123-94, Houston's lead at 29. Here's Nick Young, right wing three, no good. Rebound Joe Johnson. He's guarded by Livingston here. He'll get it to Jackson. The only guy I don't know too much about on this unit is this Jackson, number five. He drives into the paint, has the ball poked away. It looked like he got maybe got hit in the face. That's how he reacted. Quinn Cook with the ball for uh, for the Warriors over to the right elbow. His jumper is good. It's been slightly surprising that he hasn't been, uh, you know, at least uh, part of the bench group. He provides, uh, you know, some some decent shooting. Shot the ball well in his stint with the Warriors, especially while Stephen Curry was out with, in, with the injury. As he's pushing the tempo here, finds Livingston. His free-throw line jumper rolls off the rim no good, and Pachulia is fouled with 147 to go in the fourth. Ryan Anderson, uh, you know, another guy that started the season as the starting power forward, but uh, halfway through... Uh, they opted to to start Luke Richard and Mute, and then when Mute injured his shoulder, it became uh, you know PJ Tucker starting at that power forward spot. Uh, but Anderson has not been able to find his way back into the rotation. I think in large part just because of his defense. Uh, he does provide great shooting, but his defense has been below average for his entire career. And against a team as offensively talented as the Warriors uh, having weak links is is not something that Mike D'Antoni wants to do uh, too much so he has uh, you know just been has devolved into a, a garbage time player for this Rockets team Tark Black defended by Pachulia 
as the center for the Rockets with a crossover move tries the layup no good it falls into the hands of Jackson and he lays it up and in so Houston 125 Golden State 97 as uh, we've got a minute and 20 seconds to go in the ball game been blessed that uh, most of these games we've done for Duncan Dynasty have been real competitive this was this is really the first one that uh, ended up being kind of a blowout but it was uh, you know, it was a pretty entertaining game, at least through about uh, three and a half quarters or so. Rockets, uh, you know, pulling away, you know, at the latter stages of the third and then the early moments of the fourth. Quinn Cook's first free throw is up and in. Of course, Chris Paul's calf issue will be uh, a huge question mark. Probably good for him that uh, the Rockets uh, have the next three days off prior to the series continuing in game three. That'll be uh, plenty of time for him to hopefully recover as long as it's not a serious injury he's dealing with. If it's just, you know, a contusion or some, you know, some soreness, three days should be plenty of time. Joe Johnson with the ball as we hit a minute left in the game. He'll fire a three. That one's no good. Rebound black. He'll put it up and in, and that makes it a 127-99 lead for Houston. As far as the Warriors' adjustments, it's going to be a lot of it's going to come down to, uh, you know, having that defensive intensity. I think both teams uh, lost games based on their lack of defense. And you know, give credit to uh, you know to Houston tonight. They did a good job of moving the basketball and and letting all of their players attack off the dribble, uh, so nobody could just stand around and and be in constant help position. Uh, but the Warriors are definitely going to have to be more locked in. Uh, on the defensive end against Houston, you can't allow 127 points in the ball game, and their offensive rating uh, per 100 possessions has got to be through the roof uh, tonight. But and you know a lot of it could just be unsustainable three-point shooting that the Rockets had in this one. Uh, but but certainly the Warriors got to be more locked in, and it'll, Game Three will be really fascinating to watch. Uh, you know through two games, you know they've been entertaining, but. We haven't had that game yet where I feel like both teams have played at their very best. And that's what's fun about a seven-game series is there will become a point where both teams give each other their best shot. And that'll be interesting to see who comes out on top in that scenario. And, you know, Golden State going home. They, uh, they despite this loss, got to feel happy getting the split on the road, re- retaking home court advantage. They'll have three of the final five games at home. As here is Quinn Cook as uh, he nails a three with just 1.3 on the game clock, and Ryan Anderson will run it out. And the final score, the Houston Rockets 127 and the Golden State Warriors 105. Thank you so much uh, for listening. Uh, This is Duncan Dynasty. I'm your host, Garrett Bouguet. Uh, if you haven't yet, we would love if you uh, would, would go back and listen to some of our previous episodes. And also, you can subscribe to our show on iTunes. That's Duncan, D-U-N-K-I-N, Dynasty, D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y. Uh, two words, of course. Uh, you can find that on the uh, uh, in the Apple Store uh, under the podcast section. Uh, subscribe to our show if, uh, if you're enjoying it. And uh, also, uh, give us a rating on there as well. We'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, and... You know, next week it'll uh, it'll all depend on the Cavs Celtics series. I believe um, uh, 
the Wednesday game uh, for next week is scheduled to be Game 5, so if the Cavs are able to win at least one of the next two games in Cleveland, uh, the series will go to a Game 5, which means uh, I'll be back uh, with another live episode of Celtics, uh, or excuse me, Cavaliers at Celtics Game 5, so uh, stay tuned for that. Again, hope you enjoyed the show, and uh, have a good night. This is Duncan Dynasty. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We were prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.